Second bonus show. You are welcome. So many fans wrote in in the email. How great! Did they like they a bonus show? Oh, they loved it. Thank you. 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 The fans love live shows. Thank you. And thank you, my mistress. Thank you. Thank you. He's he's not your mistress. <laughs> Don't be literal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank anyway, you. Thank 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 you. As you know, we're not usually on the air during Thanksgiving week. Sirius XM forces me to take the week off, but this year I said, screw you. I'm giving back to my fans. Listeners wrote in to thank us for the holiday gift, ah, Robin. Yes, wow. Thank you. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. <laughs> Again, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Wow. Again, it's Thanksgiving mistress. week thank and Howard's thank- on live. What a surprise and treat. Well, you fans have been great to us and we feel it's oh. only right. It's on, uh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah, it's the Monday before Thanksgiving and Howard and the gang are working a beautiful start to a beautiful week. Thanks, Howard. Uh, I, I wanted to do another, uh, surprise show, uh, tomorrow, but Sirius XM will not allow me under they're the law. They're taking control away from you. Yes. They're, they're forcing me back. So tomorrow we will not be here, but today we are here <sighs> with you, giving you an excellent show, which I predict will be an excellent show because I know what <sighs> I'm thinking about. Shows during the week of Thanksgiving. Stop the clock. I never remember you doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> my <laughs> mistress. <laughs> There you go. By the way, a lot of people, as long as I'm talking about what fans are talking about, um, the, the fans wrote in about Bobo's wife, his real wife. We had a fake Bobo's wife, and then the real wife got on the phone. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys called out that liar Bobo regarding having COVID. He's such an asshole, blah, blah, blah. You know, Bobo took a tremendous amount of hits on uh, all of that with the COVID. Uh, everything about him is a pathological lie and a desperate attempt for Howard to pay attention to him. I don't know why Howard didn't give him the axe after that. My brother died on 9-11 stunt. Unfollow Bobo. Hashtag unfollow Bobo. So a lot of people are uptight. Uh-uh. Bobo Bobo says it was not his fault. He did. Uh, w- he was told that he had COVID, and it was a big mess. Some fans even thought I was being too hard on Bobo. There are many false positive tests for COVID. Howard, I think you're making a too big a deal about Bobo. Give him a break. And in, Wait, and in terms, Bobo didn't get the actual test, the good test, until after he had taken treatment and a whole bunch of other things. Wouldn't you take the PCR test or whatever it's called before you got treatment? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your explanation. <laughs> oh. But like I said, Bobo put his wife Dawn on the air. All the years Bobo's been calling in, we never heard from Dawn. No. Um. She didn't even think her husband had COVID based on his symptoms. The fans love hearing from her after all these years. In fact, uh, and for those of you who missed it, I can't imagine you would miss one show, but here is Bobo's wife. Is is that is not Bobo's wife. <laughs> I'm going to try and find What was it. interesting about his wife is Bobo was saying, come here, come here, get on the phone and tell him I was sick. And she got on the phone and refuted yeah, everything. I don't think I have partner. Bobo's wife. It's on the card deck. Oh, good lord! Well, 
right. I never thought that he did have COVID. I mean, you don't go on the trails for like three miles um, when you're sick. You just don't do things like that. You don't exactly. um, sit in the same room with your family and breathe all over them if you think you have a deadly disease, just stuff like See? that. This guy... Remember you know, it's when embarrassing he... to be married to Bobo. You understand this, right? <laughs> that was his real wife. Yeah, we didn't write yeah. that line. Hey, Bobo, what's it like when your wife, seriously, what's it like when your wife goes, it's really embarrassing being married to Bobo? Oh, that was like a spear right through the heart. I tell you, I, I didn't see that coming. What happened? You didn't, know that? <laughs> you didn't know she was embarrassed. <laughs> no, Bobo, I, I, I knew it. <laughs> what is it like after? Do you stand up for yourself and do you go, listen? You know, I'm a good husband. I'm a provider. I'm Bobo. Did you try to say what's so embarrassing? Did you have a discussion with your wife about it? Howard, I'm a beaten man. <laughs> I, I mean, all these years, the stuff that I've done associated with the show and how the show always came first, which I learned a valuable lesson not to do and put the show second. And I learned that the hard way. Let me tell you, especially that, you know, uh, you know, the end of the world stuff that really hurt her big time. My whole family, actually, they thought I was insane, you know, and uh, how I told well, them, I just you know, imagine when your wife gets on the air and says, I knew Bobo didn't have COVID and I knew that Bobo you know, was breathing all over his family, and quite frankly, it's 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 embarrassing being married to Bobo. It's not easy. <laughs> um, you know, it, I I got to I got to admit, I felt a little bit for you right there. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. You know, she put up with all my craziness, and then back in New York, I had that big shrine. I had the whole basement. She was very gracious to let me do that. You know, a lot of women wouldn't want the whole basement dedicated to the Stern Show, and I had the whole entire basement. You know, I have my shrine down there. So she was cool with that. So I always, you know, respected her for that. But I crossed the line too many times to mention, put it that way. All right. So in other but words, when your here. wife says it's difficult being married to Bobo and embarrassing, you understand, you actually agree with her, and uh, therefore you can uh, you can accept that. Howard, that walk of shame, forget about what that did to me. If I had to rethink that, I would have never, ever did that, ever. That was the worst of the worst for me. Trust me. All right. Well, there you go, Rob. You know, uh, a little, I gotta, a little, a little glimpse into Bobo and his pain. Which, well, you uh, know, it just reminds me that Bobo really isn't well thought out. You know, uh, he doesn't think these things through and what the consequences might be or what it might mean to the others around him. Let me write that down. Bobo is not well thought out. I never considered that. Uh, you're right. No, I think no, I no. agree with that. I, it, you know, all of these things, it just reminded me of how he showed up at the hospital when your baby was born. That he doesn't really yeah. think about. He just gets an impulse and he goes. You know what it is? <laughs> I'm guilty of being in the state of confusion. That's my problem. <laughs> and right, fair enough. Fair enough. True. Let's leave it at but that. But I got to say one thing. It turns out, listen to this. This is, this is a new update. It turns out the Seminole County Department of Health called me on Friday last week, and they signed me a case to go on my first initial rapid test, which was positive. So saying that was positive because it was um, within the outside 48 hours of my second PCR test. That's what they go by. Well, your so wife I said, said and i got to ask you something. Your wife yeah. said, if Bobo thought he had COVID, 
Why was he sitting there breathing all over his family? Because I'm like crazy. I think every time I get a cold, a sore throat, I have COVID. So she, you know, it's like what you said, the, the boy that cries wolf. She goes, ah, he don't have COVID. I didn't think he had COVID. Uh, all right. I, I, okay. Okay. Uh, Bobo, he's please. He's not even uh, answering the question. No, no. It's just crazy. He, he doesn't hear the question or he doesn't understand it. I don't know what's going on there. I'm processing hey. it. All right, awesome. thank you. All right, thank you, Bobo. I have an announcement to make. I um, tested positive for COVID. Bobo's called a million times. He's on the phone line every day. That moron will say anything to make Howard look his way. Well, he's asked a million questions in all his shitty calls. But this time he went way too far. Yes, he deceived us all. Come on. Bobo fucking lied. Oh. Said he almost died. Said I got COVID-19, everybody. Bobo fucking lied. Stop with the bullshit. I did the right thing. I tell you, man, I thought it was down for the count. By the way. Even teary. Oh, my. I forgot. He rustled <laughs> up a him. couple of tears. Yeah. He's a character. <laughs> the wife said, listen, it ain't easy being married to Bobo, and I happen to agree. Um, by the way, just listening to that Queen song parody, I have to say, you know, and my opinion on music counts more than most people because I was a professional radio disc jockey who played music in the progressive rock format and album rock format. Let's not forget who I am. I'm not just some schlub off the street. I am a disc jockey, a professional radio disc jockey in the Radio Hall of Fame. Can you imagine? Damn. You got credentials. <laughs> I got big credentials and four-year winner of the Best Hair Award. <laughs> but uh you know the best queen song is keep yourself alive remember i said that the other day but you know yes, you bohemian rhapsody too i mean but keep yourself alive what a great song that is that riff you know that that riff that brian may plays in the beginning of that song good lord that's good play that freddie come on just the, you know, the opening. Keep yourself alive, queen. <laughs> Coming at you. It gets you charged up, right? Oh, yeah. Then you keep yourself alive. What is that, Fred? What is he playing? It's fucking up my show again. <laughs> Fred, come on. I rely on you. I'm trying. My man. Thing is not, it's not playing for me. Hold on. Uh, come on. Yes, hey, uh, we're pulling back the curtain, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Listen to is Fred he crawling under his desk and fixing something. <laughs> I mean, what is he doing over there? No, it's just n uh, it's not resetting. All right, that's okay. I don't want to hear the song. Right. I like the I like this. Let us hear the song you're playing. Yeah. I think Fred no. is taking salsa lessons, and we're listening to his <laughs> lesson. No, that was that's music right. for another thing, and it didn't reset. Okay, fair enough. All right, forget all right. it. We're gonna move on. Got you. Okay, I surprised him. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. Thank you. There you go. Uh, yeah, so that was Bobo putting his wife on the air. For what it's worth. That was oh. great, and it worked out terribly for him. <laughs> Remember, the, I mean, how could, yeah, how could you forget <laughs> that uh, Beetle, we had a whole discussion about who was the greatest whack packer alive, either Beetlejuice or Eric the actor, and many people were passionate about it. The audience uh, weighed, weighed in about it. Like, for example, Jillian Barbary tweeted that Beetle was 100% the best because he's Beetle and he's bad as can and he knows. 
Uh, the Beatle is the best, blah, 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 blah. Uh, hearing, hearing about him this past week makes me miss him so much. I hope he can return someday. Yeah, we do too. I've always loved the stained cover of the Beatles song, but the Blues Traveler version kicks ass too. This is why I'm bringing it up. And thank you to the listener who sent this in. I don't have your name. I forgot about Blues Traveler. Yes, Aaron Aaron Lewis from Stained did a version of Beatles' song, which was great. But the Blues Traveler, one I'd forgotten about, I didn't remember it. And they did a version of the Beatles' song. And it is really, really good. Those motherfuckers were talented. Blues Traveler. Love those well, guys. Still talented. You act like yeah, they but are you don't. Gone. You don't see him anymore. What's his name? John Popper, right? Wasn't that yeah. his name? John Popper. Yep. Talented guy. Loved that guy. I told you I saw him at a Nick game. He did the uh, he did a harmonica Star Spangled Banner. It was beautiful. Mm. But anyway, here, just to remind you, I've forgotten about this. And Blues Traveler. right you know if you didn't know the show you'd still love that song yeah you could, it's awesome kick ass you, you could mistake that for a real song i remember we played beat was there beat beat ate uh, john's harmonica after that he thought it was food he didn't know <laughs> but he was excited the little guy <laughs> if you remember um yeah blues traveler you know why i love that band First of all, we got to know John Popper pretty well. He was quite a character. I liked that guy's whole vibe. But didn't he, like, from what I remember, and don't forget, it was many years ago. We were on K-Rock in the 90s. But John lived, like, in the woods somewhere. And he was, like, um, a gun nut and a, 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 into knives. And, he, you know, he lived, like, a whole wild lifestyle. And <clears throat> But what I loved about them was that John... Popper, I think when Blues Traveler first hit big, they didn't like they pulled that thing where, you know, he's not the good looking, quote unquote, front man. So when they made the rock video, they kept John sort of in those shadows, you know, so the girls would like them. Turn the light on him. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like I think they shot the video with a flashlight from what I remember. (laughs) But John was like, fuck you, dude. You know what I mean? Like the guy, you know, yeah, he didn't look like a rock star. But his talent made up for it. 
You know, when when you look like John, the the record company's like, well, we can't sign these guys. He doesn't look like uh, you know Mick Jagger or Paul McCartney or John Bon Jovi. You know, that's the perfect look for a rock star. You know, they're like, hey, we're gonna put you in a tower like Quasimodo. And uh, he's like, back to the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna put a, We're gonna put. You know that outfit the Elephant Man wore in the movie. We're gonna put you in that. And John, you know what? John has so much talent. John Popper. He was like, "Fuck you. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter." Because, dude, I got more talent than any of you, and they're good. That is a great band, Blues Traveler. Are they still together? You- I don't know. I don't know. But I like that guy, John Popper. Super talent. Good songwriter too. What were there two big? They had two big hits. Because you make such a big deal about how people look on American Idol and whether they're going to be big or not. Exactly. That's my point. If I if I had a record company, I took a look at John. Get out of my office right now. You would have been one of those people. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I judge every book by its cover. You know. What do you want, Gary? You you were asking his two big hits was this one run around and then a follow up was Hook. Hook, I love play Hook. Hook is, uh, it's such a brilliant song because it's oh, like... Oh, that's the great one. Yeah, you explained that once. And I was like, yeah. oh, I had no idea. He's singing about the hook to the song is the most important thing. Yeah. he's All he's talking you about... what he's singing about, you don't care. <laughs> he's singing about how to write a hit song. Don't fuck around. When you're writing a song, you go to the hook. I swear that Beetlejuice song gave me the chills. Yeah, really. Yeah. If I'm doing my job right, he sings. I'm going to bring you back with the hook. And here's the hook. I can sing as long as I want. I can say anything I want. And it doesn't matter what you think. Because my job, if it's done right, the hook brings you back. Yeah. There you go. All right. You got it. There. I just thought I'd give them a little love. Because I'd forgotten about that Beatle song from Blues Traveler. And it's really, really good. And, uh, geez, I am dragging my ass today, man. I, I decided I was going to get into bed early and put on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show. I didn't realize, though, it was three hours and 17 minutes. I'm talking about the edited thing you see on TV on HBO. I watched hours. last night, and it was edited tight, mm. and I still had to bail. Yeah. Point. I don't know how much was left, but a lot was left. Yeah, and you want to know something, in my opinion now, I'll tell you, I thought that this year, the show, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show, whatever you think of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I thought it was one of the best years I'd ever seen. It was a fabulous show. In fact, what I do to get through the three hours and 17 minutes, the show is on HBO. 
Uh, what I do to get through it fast is to fast forward through most of the shitty acts. And you know what? There wasn't much shitty stuff. I had to watch almost everybody. Um, I'll I, tell you where I didn't see anything that I want. There was only one thing I wanted to, I did fast through, forward through one thing. I know. Well, I fast forward through a couple things. What'd you fast forward through? It was in the Tina Turner tribute when that oh. girl came out just. The Angela one Bassett, Christina Aguilera. Oh yeah, yeah. I fast forwarded through her, and I fast forward forward through Angela Bassett. I mean, I know she's an actress. Yeah, she I probably. <laughs> I hate to badmouther. I mean, but Jesus Christ, honey, the theatrical of uh, the, the you know, she's talking about Tina Turner. Just talk like a regular person. It was so actress. You don't have it's to like, act it. Yeah. She's all out of breath. Tina Turner, you know, like like Tina. Listen, I love Tina, Tina. Turner. Tina Turner deserves to be in the <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about it. In fact, if you start wondering why the hell she wasn't in sooner. I mean, she's been well, around she a long time. Ike. They didn't get yeah, around well, to putting her in for her solo stuff. Ike was a piece of shit, huh? Oh, vey, what a jerk. But anyway, uh, this woman comes out, Angela Bassett. I guess she played her in the movies. She played Tina Turner, and she's carrying on. Tina Turner shits diamonds. You know, she's <laughs> carrying on. Like, uh, I'll play a little bit of it, but it's, it's unlistenable. Rose. Yeah, yeah. Tina <laughs> Turner's that, legs. Like, Maya Angelou thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tina Turner's legs could bring world peace <laughs> if they wanted to. Imagine. A black girl in Nutbush, Tennessee, who embodied more talent than her small town could have ever dreamed. Imagine yeah, that imagine. same girl breaking yeah. through every barrier to one uh, day make history. Yeah. That woman, that queen, <laughs> Tina Turner. Tina Turner. I thought she was having an asthma attack. name last a yeah. half hour. Tina, Tina Turner. Turner. <laughs> Who knew that a girl from Nutbush, Tennessee, would one day fought on a boy in a wheelchair who then got up and danced thanks to her noxious gas that had magical and unbelievable powers. Tina's music healed the blind, cured the deaf, and her squirt cured cancer. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pass out. From the only thing like you that. can't see is her hands were flying around while she talked like this. You know, like the, the yes. hand motions were went along with whatever she was saying. That's right. I'm doing magic tricks while I'm uh, talking. But, uh, yeah, it was quite a delivery. I fast-forwarded right to her. I can't take any of that nonsense. But uh, it was pretty good, man. I loved the show. It was yeah, one Keith of the best. Yeah, Keith Urban and her were uh, amazing. Keith Urban, who, you know, I mean, I know he's married to Nicole Kidman. That's what I know. And uh, I know for a country guy... He got a lot of tattoos, but boy, I didn't know how talented he was. He got up there with this woman, her, you know, her who is just fine and sexy and really a super talent. She can wail on the guitar. She reminds me of Prince a little bit. You know, yeah, the me talent. too. Yeah. I was thinking and, about uh, that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. When, when her and Keith Urban were playing, I could have done with a whole concert of that. Yeah. 
I could see Nicole Kidman getting a little nervous while like she was in the audience watching, but those two had chemistry, her and Keith Urban. Yeah, they looked like they were having yeah. a good time. <laughs> I don't know what Keith Urban's uh, music is like, but uh, what he plays with her, what was the song they did? They did... Um, Oh, that was that Brian Adams duet. What was it called? Uh, it's only love. They did. It's only love. Yeah. It's only. Yeah. It's only love. If you're feeling, and you, it's only love. Just remember. <laughs> Boy, she's a bundle of talent. Her. Mm-hmm. Man, what's her story? Is she into dudes, or uh, is she going for girls? I don't know her. Because <laughs> when I hear a name like her, I'm, I think it's one of those things, you know, pronoun things. Oh, you think? I don't know. Wow. What kind of name? What kind of focaccia <laughs> name is that? <laughs> I do think every time. What is her? H e r. It's a. Of? It's an acronym for uh, like her something majesty or yeah, I don't know what her stands for, but it's H e r. Go figure. Having she everything could, revealed. Yeah, she should get rid of that. It's confusing. Just be. Hit him with the high. Jane or Tina, you know. But she's very talented. But first of all, Taylor, Taylor Swift came out and she sang a Carol King song, and I thought she was very good. Uh, but her speech, she gave, she gave kind of a long. I got to admit, I fast forwarded. She was long winded too. She was a bit theatrical too, not as much as Angela Bassett, but it looked like everything was very written down on the on the teleprompter and and kind of just being read and. But uh, her, the song she did was really good. And then um, I'll tell you who's a little powerhouse, that Jennifer Hudson. My God. She did the Aretha Franklin uh, version of You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. Well, no, she did she, the Jennifer Hudson version of You Make Me yeah. Feel Like a Natural Woman. Well, you know what I mean. She she did the Aretha Franklin a tribute kind of thing. But Carol King wrote that song. You forget. Yeah. She wrote that song. And boy, Jennifer Hudson. Now that I had to watch. She had me riveted. Yeah, she no, looks you don't good. fast forward to the, through that. And she lost all that chub she had on American Idol. She looks nice, sexy even, which helps. I like it. I like which it. Which helps what? Helps me watch. I like a sexy gal. <laughs> oh, am I gonna everything tell you? in the world is for you? <laughs> well, I'm a consumer of entertainment, and I liked it. I'm just giving you my opinion. I don't know. Sorry, I like it. I'm a complimenter. <laughs> she worked hard she on that. She looks great, and I, I'm glad she lo- likes the way she looks now. What'd she do? She did, um, was it Nutrisystem or, or Weight Watchers? Jenny Craig or something. Jenny Craig, I think she was. Yeah. I'll tell you. She, she did a nice job on herself. I got to hand it to her. She was wearing a nice tight dress with the titties and everything. I didn't see any titties in that dress. Maybe I'm making that up. <laughs> I didn't see her titties, but I could tell the outline of her titties in that dress. And I liked it. I liked her shape. Titties. And I like her face. Nice and um, Yeah. But boy, yeah. can she sing. She could say she got herself in shape. She was dangerous. She was turning from Jennifer Hudson into Walter Hudson. And then oh. all of a sudden, yeah, Walter <laughs> Hudson was a big guy. And uh, I'll tell you what. She was never that big. Yeah, uh, I'm saying it could have gotten out of control. Why are you eating so much? <laughs> but she, uh, boy, she looks great and she sings great. Jennifer Hudson, she did a beautiful job on that. Uh, Lost American Idol, got kicked off. That's crazy. 
what a talent she is. And you know what I loved on that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I hear I'm doing a free commercial for HBO. I like the tribute to Randy Rhodes, who really, <gasps> I forgot. Randy Rhodes died when he was 25. He was Ozzy Osbourne's. Was like, oh my he, God, I didn't know that. He was Ozzy Osbourne's guitar player, and he was some guitar player. Did he do the guitar on, uh, let's see, Crazy Train and uh, all of, he, yeah, this whole riff. Randy Rhodes, I think, even wrote some of these songs with Ozzy. I don't know the whole Randy Rhodes story, but uh, yeah. he was an amazing guitar player who died at 25. There was some, was it an airplane accident or uh, something? I don't even know. They didn't say. But listen to that. It's pretty powerful stuff. Anyway, when Ozzy lost, uh, as Ozzy said in the tribute, uh, when I lost um, Randy Rhodes, I lost a bit of I died a little bit, too, you know? Mm. When he died, I died a little bit. I died, A little piece of me died. That was the quote. And uh, Tom Morello, who I love, got up and gave a Randy Rhodes tribute. And he even said, I loved Randy Rhodes so much. I Listen, I, that he was my guitar teacher. I, I would practice his riffs. He said, I named my son Rhodes. Imagine that. In That's- honor of him. And that was the poster he had on his wall when he... Used to practice eight hours a day. Yep. Randy Rhodes died in a plane crash. I just got confirmation on that. Okay. But uh, 25 years old. Really, what a heartbreaker. But the guy, and I love they put him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, even though I told you I think it's all bullshit. Well, what was funny was uh, Ozzy telling the story, or somehow in a voiceover they said, he wanted to quit rock and roll and go to Harvard and study music. <laughs> And Ozzy said, are you crazy? <laughs> Who did Randy Rhodes wanted to? Yeah. Wow. Here you go. Here's a little more music from that collaboration of Ozzy and Randy Rhodes. But imagine Tom Morello named this kid Rhodes after Randy Rhodes. I mean, like, I I love John Lennon and Paul McCartney, but I don't know if I'd name my kid, name you know. one child after them. Like Paula or something. <laughs> You know what I mean? I should have named my kids after famous radio DJs. Oh. Except I had no respect for any of them. Dr. Demento? (laughs) Yeah, but this is Demento. (laughs) We get it. He was great. And then I love that tribute to Billy Preston, who was such a major talent. The best and, song. And Ringo has dyed his hair completely black. Ringo looks fantastic. I don't, you know, I wouldn't say many old dudes can dye their hair jet black and get away with it, but the motherfucker yeah. is 81 years old and he looks like a kid. He looks terrific. What's he doing? Dude. I don't know. Maybe he's the one that has the pact with the devil. I swear to God. He speaks beautifully. His voice is deep and rich. He uh, looks handsome as hell. I think Ringo. Yeah, the one they used to goof on. Do you know he wasn't a good-looking Beetle? To me, he's the best-looking Beetle. Now, <laughs> he damn right, he, he can't status. I'm hoping at 81, I turn into the good-looking Beetle. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they said Billy Preston was a Beetle. He really was. He he would come in the studio and get those guys, you know, talking and. He played on a bunch of their tunes. 
He even wrote a song with them. What was the song that he wrote with the Beatles? Um, uh, oh, hey, our good friend Sharon Osbourne wants to come in. Hold on a second. She wants him to talk about Randy Rhodes. She oh. loved, uh, yeah, come on, give her a second. Hi, Sharon. Oh, hello, Howard. Hi, Robin. How are you? Good to see you, Sharon. I know you're off the, the show to talk. They, they booted you off there, but uh, I'm happy to oh, speak yeah. to you. I'm so much happier now. But, you know, you're talking about Randy. Oh, I miss his beautiful body. He had beautiful abs. And when he played guitar, I would squirt. You squirted <laughs> when Randy played guitar with Ozzy? I didn't know you were a squirter. I would squirt when he strummed that guitar. He was so hot. My God. Wow. Imagine oh. that. Sharon, thank you for reading for Randy while Ozzy was right up my vagina. What is that, honey? I couldn't hear you. I used to fantasize about him sticking that polka dot guitar right up my vagina. Ooh, ah, Randy, okay. come back to me. Yes. All right. Oh, All right, I got, fingers thank, are magical, Howard, if you know what I mean. Yeah. All right, Sharon, thank you. Say hi to Ozzy for me. Okay. Bye. Howard, no. Bye. <laughs> She's a squirter. I didn't know that. He wasn't anyway, even touching her. No. She was just anyway, Billy. Play. That's right. Th yeah. And then she would squirt, which is amazing. <laughs> I know, Robin, most women have to touch themselves in order to squirt. Right. But Billy Preston, I had him on the show a couple of times, right, Robin? I think I did. Yep. yep. And um, I was a little bit shocked. I knew Billy Preston was a super talent. And I always thought the best song he ever wrote was uh, That's the Way God Planned It. Oh, my God. When he did that at the uh, George Harrison concert. The concert for Bangladesh, I think it was, maybe I'm mixing up my, my, uh, I'm not good with, uh, memories like that, but, um, I know he did it live somewhere and I think it was at the concert for Bangladesh. Holy fuck. But that's the way God planned it. You got the live, Fred, where did he do the live? Don't play that, uh, whatever that, <laughs> that dance music was. Whatever you were yeah, playing. The salsa. Don't play <laughs> salsa. Hopefully that won't happen. All right, where did, where was this from? Concert for Bangladesh? That I no, I don't think it doesn't give me the information on that. Okay. That's the way God planned it. That's the way God wants it to be. I tell you, what a song! And they gave him his due. They 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 put him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. God planned it, that's the way he planned it to be. Then, and then he goes, he wants it to be. Then he goes, he, you know, he. 
He's so good. But I didn't know this. I feel uh, silly I didn't know this, but on when they were doing the tribute to him on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they reminded everybody that Joe Cocker's huge hit, You Are So Beautiful to Me, was written by Billy Preston. Yeah, I, didn't I didn't know, know that. that either. Yeah. And that's unbelievable. You know, the next time I talk to Paul McCartney, if I do get a next time, I got to talk to him about Joe Cocker's version of With a Little, with a little Help from My Friends. Because I wonder what he thinks of that. I thought that was so fucking monstrous. Yeah, when I Joe mean, Cocker covered something, he really added something to it. You know, he yeah. gave it a new life. Joe Cocker didn't write songs. He he did other people's songs. But uh, yeah, You Are So Beautiful was written by Billy Preston. Who knew? But this version. Oh, now you're playing. I'm talking about You Are So Beautiful, dude. <laughs> Where are you, Fred? You started talking about Joe Cocker. I went to Joe Cocker. Yeah, I wanted to play Joe Cocker's You I, Are So Beautiful. I can change that up. Okay. Uh, sure. No, no problem. Sorry, pal. Jeez. I'm not vibing with Fred today. Well, no, he's usually you're, right you're on You're out it. of sync. You're out of sync. Probably ate too much Metamucil. Shit, <laughs> his brain's out. Fred is sabotaging my bonus show. Oh, here you go. Yes, Billy Preston wrote this. And I was really glad they get they put him in that Rock and Roll Hall. I mean, that thing's crazy, that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You are so beautiful. Beautiful song, boy. Billy Preston. He died in 2006. He was 59. That's it. 59, and it was all over. All that talent. played with the Beatles. He did the solo on Get Back. They threw him a solo. And he so toured with the Rolling Stones. and played keyboards on their albums. And, I, you know, I was like, man, this is a good show. I got handed to them. They put together a good lineup. But Tom Morello talking about Randy Rhodes. I mean, so articulate. And, uh, you know, I was even digging the Go-Go's. I thought Drew Barrymore gave a good speech. And then... I um I had get up to, to bail that? after that. I didn't get yeah. any more. I think I saw Todd Rundgren, and that was it. Yeah, well, the Go-Go's got up and did a bunch of songs, you know, a couple of their hits. And boy, uh, they sounded good. And Belinda Carlisle is still sexy as hell. Maybe because I'm an old man, but I mean, boy, she still moves like a young girl, you know I mean? She was doing, I, I love her yeah, as a front like person. like dad talking about, uh, yeah. like, Bridget Bardot or somebody. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, but I don't know. Belinda Carlisle. She's she she is sexy woman when she gets on stage, right? Oh yeah. You know, and she's another one. She was kind of out of shape when she first started uh, fronting the Go Go. She was a chub, 
And she slimmed down and became like a supermodel all of a sudden. Remember that? There was a whole transition. Well, they, she lost her baby weight. That might have been what was going on, that she was just coming no. out of a phase. Oh, you're talking about because she had a baby, but I, that was years later. I'm talking. You, no, no, you know. no, no. I'm talking about sometimes girls are a little chubby during yeah. puberty or adolescence, and they get and I get, they get to be womanly, and all of that just goes away. I'll tell you, I got a theory that Belinda Carlisle and Ringo are bathing in the same vat of blood. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're drinking the blood of sheep or something. I don't know what they're doing, but she looked great. By the way. This is why I have, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is so silly. Joe Cocker is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Maybe they think because he didn't write those songs, but he kind of rewrote them. Absolutely. Yeah. I got a game here. I could ask you who you think. I could name two artists, and you could tell me if they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All right. All right. You like games. She likes when I play games with her, so <laughs> I do it. <laughs> God forbid she doesn't get one right. She gets upset. You do. I know. Do. I won't sleep. I know. I know. Let me see. All right. I'll tell you what. Let me just finish telling you about what I liked. Okay. And then you I'll, didn't and like then I'll the play. Todd Rundgren stuff? Because I learned things about Todd Rundgren, too, that I did not know. No, I, I like the Todd Rundgren thing. I like Patti Smith talking about Todd Rundgren. I find her to be a great orator. Chappelle, of course, is a great orator when he's talking about Jay-Z. I don't know a lot. The only song I know from Jay-Z, really, is uh, I Got uh, 99 Problems, But a Bitch Ain't One. No, but you that's like it. that one. Um, the New York, New York, where uh, Alicia Keys is singing with him, and he starts yelling over her yeah, thing. Yeah, but the first Jay-Z song, I think you started singing to It's me. a hard knock life. It's yeah. a hard knock life. And yeah. But, I mean, I think I like that song from You know, it's a weird thing I have with rap. I'm not a... Super into rap. I like Eminem, some of his songs. I love the Beastie Boys, some of their songs. I like um, uh, I like some of the Jay-Z stuff, but I'm not a real big rap guy, the hip-hop thing. I don't really get it. Like, even LL Cool J, I like some of his songs. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't know. I don't understand the importance. The way Chappelle was explaining it to a black dude... Like like himself, he's saying it was everything. It was beyond. It represented hopes and dreams and all this stuff. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all about it. But uh, I didn't know a lot of the music and things. But it was really interesting learning about their career. That's why I liked I like those packages they put together. LL yeah, Cool J's I mean, I didn't and Jay Z. Know that LL had that kind of status in you know the, the yeah. lineage of rap. You know, when when Dr. Dre came up and explained all that, that was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. The Dr. Dre was really good. Yeah. I was shocked at how good the presentation of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was. So I do recommend it on HBO. And I'll tell you what, I, I took great pride in watching the Foo Fighters get inducted by Paul McCartney, which, you know, is a big deal because I had asked Dave Grohl, who the hell is going to like induct you, you guys? Sa saw the whole show. That's why I'm telling you, I'm dragging my ass. <laughs> I, I watched all three hours and 17 minutes of it with an occasional oh fast goodness. forward. I, I fast-forwarded through some stuff. But, uh, you know, some of the speeches get a little long-winded. And some of the thank yous and all that shit. But when uh, the Foo Fighters were up there, and put, you know, I said to Dave, who are you going to get? And he said, it's a surprise, it's a surprise. And, of course, he got the best guy in the world. If, if, if someone's going to give you the endorsement, it was Paul McCartney. And the whole time I'm thinking... 
Paul's no spring chicken. What's he doing in COVID? He no masks. There. Ringo was on video. Paul yeah. was sitting in the audience for the whole Ring- show. Ringo's like, I want to live. <laughs> Paul's like, I got to get out to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I was worried about him. I told you, I think the guy's a treasure. I don't want to see him go. Uh, but there were a lot of people breathing on one another there. I, I guess know, they, they were, were real. sitting close. Mm, that had to be a super spreader event. I would have put Paul in a little bubble. At least in a mask. Uh, but uh, the, evidently, the the actual taping of the show went like five, six, seven hours. So it goes way it into the to. night. If the the edited show is three hours, that live show must have taken a day. Well, I'll tell you one thing. So there was supposed to be a tribute to the late drummer Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. and they were going to do one of those super jams. They were going to do Tumble and Dice. The Foo Fighters, Christina Aguilera, Brandy Carlisle, her, Jennifer Hudson, Mickey Guyton and the Go-Go's with Gary Clark Jr. on guitar. One of those, you know, clusterfuck wow. kind of things that yeah. are fun to watch, but they never sound as good. There's just too many damn musicians on the stage. But they were supposed to do a tribute to Charlie Watts. The damn thing got so long, they that's what they cut. That they, I'm like, they cut that. Yeah. Why would you cut that? <laughs> So a friend of mine who knows something about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame told me that the actual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show is still going on. <laughs> what we saw on TV was not the end. That was part I mean, one. <laughs> listen, I, I the only time I've been at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was when John Bon Jovi, who was a friend, asked me to induct the the Bon Jovi band. And I felt funny saying no, so I went. But I put my foot down. I was smart. I said... I'm not going to make it through the night. You want me on this show? I was a bit of an asshole, but I had to be. I yeah, said if, you got to. This was if they were being inducted this year, you would have been up before Carol King. Yep, I said to them, <laughs> I know you're going to in the show that people see on TV. You're going to put Bon Jovi last, but I've got to tape first. I am not staying up till two in the morning. I don't do it. <laughs> it's like my religion. Remember when Sandy Koufax wouldn't pitch on Yum Kipper? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't perform at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's my religion. So Andy Koufax was a Jewish dude. He was so into you know the laws of Judaism, he would not pitch on a Saturday, even if it was a World Series. And he was one of the That's greatest right. they pitchers had to of all work time. Around that rotation, yep. So he didn't get called out on a Saturday. And I pulled a Sandy Koufax. I said, listen, I said, I'm not trying to be, you know, better than anybody else, but I know I will not be able to fucking stay up till two o'clock in the morning. I can't do it. It goes against my schedule. And I'm a very scheduled, regimented person. I mean, to the point that I am so regimented that if Beth and I even eat a half hour later for dinner, I get completely fucking perplexed. I get thrown off my game. I can't. Even my psychiatrist says this is fucking ridiculous. He goes, you're so restrained. You're so tight. You got to loosen up. I go, well, then tell me how to do it because I can't seem to do it. Well, you could just do it. He says, why can't you enjoy being in Cleveland? It's a special night. You're not going to die. You'll be fine. You'll get so, so you'll stay up and enjoy being with everyone. I said, number one, one I don't night. enjoy. Yeah. I don't just enjoy. Do it. I can't sit. I get sit on Spielchis. If I got to fucking listen 
to the third fucking guitarist in the cars. <laughs> Talk about his career. I can't fucking take it. I can't. I sit there and I squirm and my legs hurt and my ankles hurt and and I start to breathe heavy and I feel like I'm going to pass out. I can't waste my life. I know my time is running out. I am not going to waste my life listening to the drummer. to go to sleep. Yeah. I love going to sleep. <laughs> I love it. I love getting in my bed at the right time. And the right time is the sweet spot for me. I mean, last night was crazy. I announced to Beth at dinner. We eat dinner at 530. We finish always by six o'clock. I did. I did the dishes last night. At six o'clock, I look at the clock. I allow. I have. It's not like I go. Hey, I'm going to have dinner for a half hour. It just works out that way. And then after dinner, and after I do the dishes, I sit with the cats, and uh, I brush them and give them some love, grooming. You know, but I announced at dinner last night. I said, "Honey." I'm doing a radio show tomorrow. I want to watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I want to comment it on the air. It's timely. I'm going to, right after dinner, I'm going to get into bed and watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Beth says to me, oh, wow. I thought you were going to say you want to get into bed for bang o'clock. <laughs> I said, wait, whoa. Where did that come from? <laughs> I go, yes, that's exactly what I mean. I want to get into bed, have bang a clock, then whatever you want to do, you can do. I'm going to watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She goes, okay. I was shocked. I don't. She was way in love with me yesterday. I don't even know why. You washed the dishes. <laughs> I don't know. I. She said it before I washed the dishes. Oh. Yeah. What else did you do? I'll tell you what I did, but I can't even believe it. I was working out. And uh, my my buddy Pat trains me uh, over Zoom because I was getting lazy. I was doing it on my own for two years, and I hadn't seen Pat. And finally, I called Pat. I go, Pat, I'm falling apart. I can't even touch my toes. I'm like fucking a mess here. He goes, come on, we'll do it over Zoom. Well, I was working out with him over Zoom, and it worked out great. And I was doing I was doing a little bit of exercise. Beth walked in the gym, and she says, you look like a young man doing that. You got to keep working out. You look good. I think I looked good yesterday for a few minutes. Ah, see? Yeah, I think she actually she found caught me. caught you looking good. <laughs> she caught me looking good. I didn't even know I looked good. I think you I gotta think sneak I sneak up on you to catch I that. swear I think I turned her on. <laughs> and I've never done that. This is the first time in my life I ever turned anyone on with my look. <laughs> it usually just takes a lot of whining and nagging. Oh, stop it. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think that's what happened. So she got we, ate din you. we ate dinner, and as soon as I finished the dishes, I go, okay, let's go upstairs. And then Walter, my cat, comes over, and he starts giving me the fucking sad eyes because oh. I brush him after dinner, and, he and Beth goes, how can we leave Walter? I go, I, we were just about to have bang a clock. <laughs> I was all charged up. I already was boned up. One thing about me, man, I mean, I have no problem getting a boner. I don't need any uh, pills or anything. A boner. It's shocking. You know? But, uh, yeah. I, so then I brushed Walter. I couldn't fucking leave him. You had so to we, brush Walter? I brushed Walter, and I hung out with Mooshu, my other cat. And I'm like, Walter, you just fucking cock-blocked me. <laughs> 
Well, you see, they can't stop being regimented, and look what it did to you. Yeah, it <laughs> fucked me over. So I did, and then I hey, said, boner. enough. I already brushed the cat, and I, I marched Beth upstairs. And what I do is I hold her hand walking upstairs because I don't want her running away. <laughs> That's right. She can't. <laughs> she gets up busy. And we had some uh, little session. I mean, little. When I say little, I mean a few seconds. <laughs> I wasn't saying it that like I was a big shot. I mean, she had a little session. And then she got up and uh, left the bed. And I just put the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on. And that was already like, it was like. I'm shocked that you didn't fall asleep. I was a little sleepy from that. It does. It knocks me out. It's like a knockout pill. The women I'm with, um, they're always charged up because they, they obviously I'd leave them wanting more. Uh, <laughs> they're like, they wait, that's work it. off the excess energy. <laughs> yeah. She had, she actually went and like, like, uh, you know, took care of like 300 cats. She had all kind of energy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I put on the rock and roll hall of fame. And I mean, you're slogging through three hours and 17 minutes, something crazy like that. You know, Robin, I can't uh, believe. That you did that on a work night. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm watching. Beth finally got into the bed after she did everything she had to do. Uh, Jay-Z, that's how far into the show I was. Right, Jay-Z was on. And she lays down. And I go, honey, I know you don't care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, no, no. She goes, you watch it. It's fine. You know, I'm tired. Uh, she asked me who that was. I said, it's Jay-Z. She goes, what's he do? I go, he's a rapper. Oh she goes, goodness. I did She goes, I thought he was married. I just thought he was married to Beyonce. I didn't know he was a rapper. <laughs> she does. She doesn't give two fucks about any of this, you know, but by the way, that's very humbling. If for Jay-Z, just to keep his head straight, it'd be very humbling for him to he know. He never that, like, wants to meet Beth. He's no, like, no. I like, can't like, deal with that. <laughs> and you are, and what do you do? <laughs> I was laughing. I go, this guy's considered the greatest rapper of all time. She goes, oh, really? I, yeah, yeah. But uh, and then I look over uh, during a Chappelle's speech. That's out. She's unconscious. Like literally. I'm talking about. I go, Chappelle's the best. Look how he talks so smoothly and blah, blah, and boom, she's gone. <laughs> But I'm telling you, I was smart. When I did that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I got the fuck it. I gave well, them it their... it seemed to me that the other people were enjoying watching other people get inducted. Yeah. Reveling in their success. It looked I, like an enjoyable evening. I don't see how it's enjoyable for Paul McCartney to be sitting there. Because I'm telling you, you've never been to the actual event. Rob, I've been. Yes, oh, I have? have. So that you know how horrible more than it is. once. Oh, really? So it's horrible. Yeah. Don't tell Never me it's it not torture. <laughs> right. It's torture. I, after I was kind of pumped because I sat back down in the audience after I inducted Bon Jovi and I was sitting at the Bon Jovi table. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the family was congratulating me, thanking me. And I was saying how happy I was for John and all the guys watching the dynamic between Richie Sambor and John. You know, it was kind of fun for a few minutes. And then, <laughs> And you ever notice on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like when someone is given a speech, like a band, the same thing happened to me. Like I didn't hear the speeches because like Richie Sambora was talking to me the whole time while everyone right. else was talking. 
Richie's like, you got any jokes? I go, what do you what do you mean jokes? You're in he the wants rock roll. Write him some jokes. While he goes, you, you got some jokes for me. I go, oh, let me think. I mean, I I, I threw him a couple. He didn't use them, <laughs> but they were pretty. You know, it was pretty intense. I'm not real subtle when it comes to jokes. No, no. So, uh, but that's what the, you know, because you always wonder what the other people are talking about. Like the Foo Fighters, the whole time Taylor was talking, the the other Foo Fighters are talking to Paul McCartney. They're having a whole conversation. It's kind of cool. But when I sat back down after I gave my speech and the whole induction of Bon Jovi was over, I said, well, let me see. I'm a fan of the cars. I'm going to sit there and watch the cars. I lasted five minutes. (laughs) I couldn't take it. My sister-in-law was with us. Beth was there. They stayed. They stayed the whole night. I said, I'm going up to the room. Beth goes, oh, stay a little bit. I go, I can't. I can't listen. I'll listen to Rick Ocasek talk about the cars. But the rest of these dudes... And then until they play, I'm going to pass out. It's, it's, I get, I get like real nervous inside. I get, I get edge. I get like fucking crazy. I can't sit through all the nonsense. Like That's I want to stand you up and scream. It nonsense. Yes. I want to stand up and go, I know you How were in the cars. If, if that was the way God planned it and that's the no. way God wanted it to be. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you think God's planning the rock and roll of fame? I like I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe one of the guys in the cars. I never saw him before. I think, he, you know, I think he joined the band and like tw- he walked in years with him that night. <laughs> yeah, that night. I, I don't know what he did with the cars, but he's up there talking about his fucking take on things. And you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. Uh I was under the table. Beth goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm digging a tunnel back to my room. I got to sneak out of here. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> it was like that prison movie in World War II. It's like Hogan's Heroes. I'm digging a tunnel underneath the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They should have had a trap door underneath my chair. Oh, God. Oh, it's insufferably boring. How do you but... get up and walk out of a... I did it. I wait for a moment. Like... I sat through one of the car speeches, and then, like, while the guys were shuffling around on stage, trying to decide who was talking next, I just got up and walked. And I, it's a walk <laughs> of shame because everyone's sitting and watching you. And I had my security guy with me. I mean, nobody was bothering shame. me, which makes you feel like an idiot. You got a shame. security guy with you, but <laughs> yeah, well, he got me. With you. He's like, "Who's that guy with?" You know. Shame. And I'm like nine feet tall, which doesn't help. Well, Everyone's seated. You can't do it subtly. Oh, no. And I didn't care. I just didn't give a fuck. I got, I walked right out with my big ass in everyone's face. <laughs> I walked by that newswoman was there. What's her name? Maybe Samantha mm-hmm. Guthrie. Samantha Guthrie. 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 Her, her boyfriend or her husband. I don't know. Ooh, I just, She's uh, married. And I go, I make this lame move. I go. Be right back. Be right back. I make like I'm going to the bathroom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit anyway. Nobody. But it, uh, when you see it edited on TV, even that's too long. But I did enjoy the show. It was very, very good. And when the Foo Fighters got in, it was great. And by the way, kudos to Taylor Hawkins, your boyfriend, the drummer in the Foo Fighters, who um, did a very gracious thing. He talked about some of the people in his speech that he wanted to see in. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Yeah, I could play you that. Uh, I, I, 
I didn't mean to vomit in your face, Robin. <laughs> you are a, a, a very, you're a classy woman, and you don't deserve that. <laughs> Let me see here. Taylor Hawkins, here he goes. I'd like to share this award with, with a couple bands that I'd like to see get in there someday, too. Um, I'd like to see George Michael in there one day. Love that. I'd like to see Jane's Addiction in there. I'd really like that. Yeah. I'd like to see Soundgarden in there. I'd really like that. Absolutely. Yeah. See? It's a good speech. Um, he said Soundgarden. Who you say before that? Um, uh, uh, George Michael. And who else? And uh, Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction. They should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're good. Perry Farrell. Here, I'll give you the quiz now. Who's in, who's out? All right. And by the uh, way, Brandy Carlisle. No. <laughs> Bra- Brandy, yeah, you win. Brandy Carlisle, by the way, was real good too. She did um, an Everly Brothers song, which you know is in, is not easy to make relevant, but she did. Yes. Yeah. Blah uh, blah 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 blah. All right, I'll give you two names. Hi, everybody. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame game. You tell me who's in, you win. But you got to know your stuff, Rob. All right, let me ask one thing. Is it possible that one is in and one is out, or both are in or both are out? You know, I'm the host, but uh, your question's out of line. <laughs> no. No, I'm going to give you two names. One is in and one is out. Okay. Okay? One is in and one is out. There's no tricks here. All right. I'm going to play uh, a hit from this person. I think you know who this is. This is Donna Summer. This person, Carly Simon. Wow. One of one of them is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the other one is out. Which is which? Who's in? Donna Summer or Carly Simon? I gotta go with Carly Simon. Right? I mean, over Donna Summer? And guess yeah. what? It's the answer's the Donna opposite? Summer. It's unbelievable. Donna Summer was inducted posthumously in 2013. She died of lung cancer the year prior. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Carly Simon is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. She got inducted in 1994. They don't have a big show. (laughs) No. And she was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame for uh, You're So Vain in 2004. She also won the ASCAP Founders Award in 2012, but no Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's why it's kind of bogus. You know, yeah. come on. Donna Summer. Jesus. All right. So far. That was a tough one. All right. Here's two, here's two artists. Here's uh, Joan Jett. And here is Pat Benatar. Well, this is easy. Okay, go ahead. Pat Benatar is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's correct. It's a crime. I mean, Pat Benatar is huge. I was thinking about that last night, even while I was uh, watching the Tina Turner part. I was like, and Pat Benatar is not. And and by the way, no offense to Joan Jett. I love Joan Jett, but uh, she's not. She doesn't have the career Pat Benatar had and and. Didn't have the hit songs. I don't know. I mean, I'm not taking one away from the other. They should both be in, but Pat Benatar first. But when we were working at DC 101, we played 
Pat Benatar constantly. To the point that we ruined all of her songs. <laughs> I mean, over and over again. Yes, the grooves were gone on the record. I mean, Hit Me With Your Best Shot was a good song, and my God, they knew how to ruin it in rock radio. Oh, my God. And here's Pat Benatar, everybody. But, uh, hit Me With Your Best Shot on DC 101, Washington's... What was our slogan? Kick-ass rock and roll. Washington's kick-ass rock and roll. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pat sold 12 and a half million of her uh, albums. Won the Grammy for best female rock vocal. I mean, it's a woman's a fucking insane talent. This is what I mean about it. Okay, you're going to get this one right because I've talked about it a bunch of times. But here's two bands. Uh, Chicago. And Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull is not in. Yeah. Kish, my is Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Jethro tells one of the best bands ever in the world. I mean, what? Aqualung and Thick as a Brick are two of the best rock albums ever written. You got Jethro Tull. Uh, I almost want to say, you put them in and I'll fucking induct them. That's how good they are. And stay for the whole evening? Uh, no, that I won't do. <laughs> but I would... I'm not going to induct them. I'm not, I'm not going back to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, I can't put myself through it. Time's running out for me. God, Ian Anderson. I mean, what an album. What what a bunch of music those guys put out. And Ian Anderson with that flute. Go try and make a flute. Cool. cool. They put in yeah. fucking craft work. Can you? Last I night know. I'm watching. I, that's and, when I went to bed. They started inducting craft work, and I said, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> well, here's my thing on craft work. It was an interesting package they put together. But if you take Jethro Tull and compare them to the work of craft work, a bunch of German dudes who were, you know, basically playing synthesizers. My God. The only song that they ever did was Bon 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 mit der Autobahn. <laughs> bon 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 mit der Autobahn. And that bon, into bon. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That got, and you know what? And they're packaged the whole time. They're playing Bon 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 mit der Autobahn. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this can't be real. Aqualung, thick as a brick. Jethro Tull. If you ever saw the band Jethro Tull, yeah, give me a little uh, Bon 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 mit der Autobahn. But if you ever saw the band uh, Jethro Tull in concert back in the day, in their heyday, at the Nassau Coliseum doing the Thick as a Brick tour. It was fucking mind-blowing. It was mind-blowing. This shit, I mean, you know, okay. It's a novelty song. Bomb, 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 mit the autobahn. I know Pharrell was saying that uh, electronic music is everywhere today. But I don't think anybody doing electronic music today listened to Kraftwerk. Listen, they were trying to make, they were trying to make the argument <laughs> that rap guys dug Kraftwerk. I don't even uh, know if that was true. I don't think so. Bon, bon, bon. Mit the Autobahn coming at you at uh, WRNW, <laughs> Westchester 107. Progressive music from the woods. This is disgraceful. That's right. Ronnie could have been a part of this group. Listen to the build-up, too. Fred, how long is this song? Because 
sounds like they came up with one good idea and then they dragged it out for about an hour. Looking, looking at this, it's 22 minutes and 47 seconds. See, that's what I'm talking about. The reason it's 22 minutes, they were like, shit, we don't have any more songs. We'll just drag that's this thing out. That's why we got to fill an album side. What'd you want to say, Gary? You I know, am the it's... only robot with Playboy mudflaps. Classy, boopy. What'd you want to say? There's a lot of different ways to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So some, most of the people you saw the other night got in. They were voted in. Then right. there's a category called Musical Excellence, which is not voted in. I think just the, the hall puts them in. That was LL Cool J. LL Cool J didn't get voted in. He got it for Musical Excellence. Then there's a category for Musical Influence. That's how Kraftwerk got in. Then there's yeah, the Ahmed see, Erdogan Award. So there's a lot of people who get in that aren't voted in. See, I want to tell you, that's uh, see, that's bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I'm missing the song now. They cut it off. Finally got to Bon Bon Bon. You can hear this song even while yeah. it's playing. Yeah. Bon Bon. But you hear what Gary's saying. They Some people, they just give it to. They don't even have a vote. Yeah. Do you guys control the volume from somewhere? Like, like, just leave it, and I'll control it. These fucking times, I gotta go over that. Bon, 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 mit der Autobahn. There he goes. There you go. Bon, bon, bon. Yeah, we're finally getting it. We're ten minutes in, and we're finally getting to it. Bon, 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 mit der Autobahn. What are they talking about? I hope they're not singing about the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of hung up on that that country. Uh, don't worry, gang. Only 15 more minutes left to the song. Then we'll be done with it. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, you pay. Listen to what's going on here. This is not good. Let's be honest. Arnold Schwarzenegger, hi. I love Kraftwerk. I pump up all the time to this music. Yeah. Really? I'm not a fan. Electronica. All right. I don't know, Arnold. love to my maid with this. When you banged your maid, you had this song on the turntable? Of course. All right, now, guys, mix the music down a little lower so we can hear Arnold. I got to get back to my studio. It's making me fucking yeah. mental. A little. Yeah. Mm. All right. Hey, Arnold, thanks. Of course. <laughs> I knew these Thanksgiving shows were a bad idea. Anyway, um, you still want to play the game? Sure. All right. Here's a... Uh, all right. I'll get, okay, this is good. Well, you're going to know this, too, I think, because I think I've talked about this a lot, too. But okay. Uh, this is, uh, yep, King Crimson. The court of the Crimson <laughs> yeah! Ah, 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 ah. Holy mackerel. What a song. That's... This one's like a 22-minute or two, but it was good. These are the songs. See, I never liked any of this. You don't like King Crimson? No. Oh, I love this song. 
Man. Or yes. Oh my God! Yes is not in the Well, you got this. You got this one wrong. Yes is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Because I was like, they aren't in and King Crimson? No, Yes is in. They got it. Yes was a great band. Yeah. Roundabout was such a good song. So many good songs. Uh, Okay, here's a harder one then. All right, you got this. You know Dr. John. Everybody knows him from right place, wrong time. I've been in right place. And Warren Zevon. Most people know Warren for uh, Werewolves of London. Gee, this is a tough one. Yeah, that's a hard one. But I happen to know the answer to this one. I think it's got to be Warren Zevon. And you'd be right. No, excuse me. You'd be wrong. Dr. John. Dr. John's in. Yeah, Dr. John's like a... He's a big deal. Like, Why? Uh, I think it's like cool to be into Dr. John. You know what I mean? Any, any, I don't know. I don't know. Warren Zevon was great, but yeah. Well, these distinctions are very difficult. Okay. Here's one for you. Um, you know, Dolly Parton from songs like nine to five, right? Written a lot of good songs. And then you got uh, Bonnie Raitt, who's unbelievable. Jeez. Who do you think's in and who do you think's out? or Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. Jeez. I'm going to say Bonnie Raitt has got to be in. She is in. You're right. Dolly Parton is not. I was right about yeah. something. But Dolly Parton should be honored. That woman has written so many good oh, songs. Oh, amazing. Plus, so she helped they... us uh, invent the COVID vaccine. This woman's everywhere. Yeah. She seems like a good person. So she should be... She has a shitty sense of humor. But uh, she's... Well, um... Oh, you because she doesn't like what we do with her audio Yeah, book. yeah, yeah. She's like, <laughs> she's like I, I'm angry with you guys. I'm going to sue you. You can't use my audio book. And I'm like, honey, yeah, we kind of can. But all right, if it upsets you that much, I mean, Jesus Christ, nobody thinks it's you. But uh, she's an amazing talent. And, yeah. you know, if you're going to say that it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and you have all kinds of music in there, well, you could have a country artist in there. Why not? Dolly Parton, she's written some mainstream hits, too. But that's the that's the, the frivolous. Dolly also re- looks amazing for her age. Yeah, she's like Ringo. She's like 80 years old, and you, and you kind of look at her, and you go, I think I'd fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, what? How's that possible? Other country acts are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Johnny Cash, Hank Williams, Chet Atkins, sure. Ali Parton should be in. It's a no-brainer. Anyway, that's my summation. It's taken way too long. My summation is almost as long as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. See, You can't anything- do anything short. With the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll continue and see the rest of it tonight because I was enjoying it. Yeah, it's good. It's a good show. I give it I give it a big thumbs up. Like I said, it was uh, well done. A couple of fast forward moments. I love that. Um, 
a couple of years ago, Todd Rundgren gave that speech at a college and said he would not accept a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. And if uh, elected, he would not serve. And so that's how they ended uh, his segment of the show. He didn't show up. Yeah, well, you know what? He should. He could use the career boost, honestly. <laughs> Howard, he must, he must really want it. Yeah, he must really have a beef with them because he played sa- the Saturday night they did the induction. He played like in the state of Ohio, like he wow. was driving distance away from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What a rebel. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who cares? Todd well, you're, you're one to talk. You didn't go accept your Radio Hall of Fame award. A little different. God, Radio <laughs> Hall of Fame. Can you imagine? Who the hell? How can you have a Radio Hall of Fame? How many good radio guys are there? I I like to see radio guys get honored, but the Radio Hall of Fame is ridiculous. It's depressing. It's the most depressing event. I've seen it sometimes on uh, video. And uh, it's depressing. <laughs> you know, you're up there with John Tesh. Who even knew he was in radio? And most 90% of people in radio are guys who were born with very deep voices, or women with very good voices who announce records and uh, that kind of thing. I mean, you know, it's it's hard to sit there and honor or hear 20-minute speech from somebody who, you know, did a, a top 40 countdown. <laughs> I mean, it's depressing. Yeah, I got started um, uh, when I was uh, in high school. I had an unusually deep voice, and I got, I got started in Topeka, wherever the fuck Topeka is. Where's that, Kansas? Kansas. I got Kansas. I got started there, and then I moved to Alaska when I was 18, and, and then I got my big break in Chicago. Um, and now I'm at WTIC in Hartford. I'm the morning guy. Okay, great. <laughs> you know, like it's not like there's going to be a musical performance. No. You, you know what I mean? It's going to be like, like, well, like, like if I got, when I got in, I guess I got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I didn't show up or anything, but what would I have said? Like, I go, and then I remember I was on the radio and I introduced, uh, it was early in my career, and I introduced Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. <laughs> and I did this. I was the first uh, to play it. It was the, yeah, that was the first song I did on WRNW. I went, uh, hi everybody, this is Howard Stern, and I just want to say, uh, here's Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It's 74 degrees. I remember I put an emphasis on the word degrees. So I was like, 74 degrees, uh, which I changed up later on. I went with a much natural, much more natural approach. Yeah. It was great. I kind of did this. Uh, if you can give me a little bit of it. Okay. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. WRNW. We've got Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I remember at this point I was a little nervous about hitting the post, but I was in my, I was in the pocket. I hit it right, just like this. <laughs> what fucking speech would I make at the Radio Hall of Fame? That's why I didn't go. I was like, this is a joke. I mean, I could have thanked a few people for my career. There's some people I would thank. I guess, I guess maybe I could have done that. I would I would thank uh, Donald J Barnett. What a fucking guy that was. He, he I had the shittiest audition tape. I was a douchebag. I turned down the job he offered me once. No one in radio would hire me. I went to Maine, and when I say Maine, I mean the shithole Maine, and I went up to Altoona, Pennsylvania, they wouldn't hire me. Everyone said you sound horrible. They were insulting about it. 
And I, I remember people wanted to hire me because I, I looked like a responsible guy. And then, and then they listen to the tape and they come back out and they go, they go in a room and listen to it because I driven, I, I drove all the way from Long Island to, 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 uh, WBLM in Maine. And, and the guy goes, all right, sure. I'll, I'll go, I'll give it a listen. We're looking for people. And he comes out and he goes, uh, well, we're not really looking for anyone right now. Drove eight, eight, like eight to 10 hours to get there to drop off my tape personally because my college professor said, hand in your tape personally. Let them see you. I went up to WCOZ in Boston, one of the biggest stations while I was in college. I had my tape and I handed it to Clark Schmidt, who was the program director of WCOZ. I said, Mr. Schmidt, my name is Howard Stern. I'm graduating Boston University. I'm one of their jocks. I understand you're looking for part-time people. I'm available. He goes, you know what? He goes, he talked like this. He goes, you're a nice young man. I'm going to go listen to your tape. He walked out with that same fucking look on his face <laughs> like he was going to throw up. I swear to God, he just said, we don't have any openings. I'm so sorry, young man. That's what he said to me. J.J. Jeffries, W. J.J. Jeffries, one of the biggest jocks in Boston, moved up to Maine, was the program director at a rock station. Mr. Jeffries, I was in a suit and tie. I'm here. I would be willing to move to Maine tomorrow if you would give me an opportunity. Well, you're a nice young man. Let me let me listen to your tape. He listened to that tape. Holy moly. We have no fucking openings. Not for you. you how many people were willing to go to Maine and do a radio show? Imagine the humiliation. So I guess I would get up and thank Donald J. Barnett, who who heard my tape and didn't throw up. He went, you know what? You're not that great, but you look like a responsible dude. And I'm sick of hippies. It's fucking hippies who won't show up on time for their airship. You're going to show up on time? I go, I'm going to show up on time every time, sir. You going to give me any problems? No, I'm not. Of course, he puts me on uh, New, New Year's morning. And I gave him problems. I jammed up all the equipment. They woke him up out of bed. He was going to fire. He didn't fire me. So I would thank Donald J. Barnett, one of the greatest guys in the world to me, because I would not be on radio without that guy. And then I would thank Bill Nozzle, who hired me in Hartford, because he, he gave me an audition, and I was horrible. And he told me, you are not working here. I <laughs> called him up, and I said, please give me a second audition. And he heard the second audition. He said, okay, you're a little bit funny. I'm going to put you on. You're going to be on mornings. So I would thank Bill Nozzle. He was very, he was a real mensch. And then there's a couple other people I'd thank. We got people to thank. I would thank Robin, of course. I mean, come on. I wouldn't even be Wait, here without Robin. Because I'll tell you what, I worked in, I worked in a bunch of markets before I met Robin. It was not fun. I didn't have my crew. <laughs> I didn't need a crew. I didn't need Robin. You know what I mean? So I would thank Robin. But Fred was the one who, who stood in there with you at, in, a, in the early days. Yeah, we couldn't but, get the records pulled. and I don't want to go on too long. I'll, I'm going to cut Fred from the speech. Yeah, we oh, don't have to thank him. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, I'd thank Fred. Thank you. But thank I would, you, my mistress. I would thank... Um, you know, it is a couple other guys, but, but you know, really, what I mean, the, the, the great thing about the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is those guys get up and perform songs. Well, that's why music award shows are great. Yeah. Acting award shows suck. Suck. 
Thank they you. tried comedy award shows. They suck. Yeah. But a radio hall of fame, you got it. Come on. I'm not going to that. Are you kidding me? Oh, who pulled this? Jim Kerr's national. Jim Kerr is a really good disc jockey. Like if I, I would have loved to have had a career like Jim Kerr. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, of course I would. That was, that guy had the perfect career. This fucking guy, when he was a teenager, his voice changed. He's got an announcer's voice. You know what I mean? He's got a natural gift. Yeah. And all he did when I'd hear him on PLJ, hey, it's WPLJ, Jim Kerr. And but well, I mean, I can't even do an impression. The guy had such a good voice. And then he plays a couple of songs and then he'd tell everyone, hey, you know what, gang? I'm going to meet you guys down at uh, such and such a diner in Queens and we're going to hang out. And dude probably hung out and got tons of chicks. But you know <laughs> what I mean? He didn't have to work hard. Me, I'm sitting writing material, you know, all kind. Jim Kerr had a great career. And he well, he was the guy, you know, when I was in broadcasting school, the uh, teachers would say, you do not work a particular format. You work right. any format. That's you're Jim. a professional. Jim did them all. Jim was a country guy. That's he right. was a top 40 guy. He was a rock guy. It didn't matter to him. He's like, just pay me. Probably did a ton of commercials, too. But here's his speech at the Rock and Roll Hall, The I mean, the Radio Hall of Fame. What could he talk about? <laughs> My voice got very deep. My balls dropped when I was, uh, what could he say? I got to hear this because I'm at a loss for words. The job required signing the station on at 6 o'clock in the morning, running uh, hours of recorded programs. And then, as the owner of the station told me. Hey, vey. Yeah, we're all in radio. We know what the job is. See what I mean about Radio Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah, I signed on the station at uh, 6 a.m. I probably, I, you know what I did? I got up around 4.30, though. I, I like to eat breakfast before I go on the air and take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then and then I'm pretty emptied out, and I don't have to pish during, uh, during the show. I can go for three, four hours. I was a young guy. Then after my air shift, I pish. I mean, what, what are you going to say about radio? Here, Jim Kerr wanted to be a DJ from when he took a second grade field trip to WWJ in Detroit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> knew, knew he'd found his calling. Then I went to my father's recording studio. The reverence he held for the people behind the microphone inspired me. I, too, wanted to be on radio. As a young man, I listened to Soupy Sales or others. And I would pretend to have a radio show in my bedroom. Then I decided to make it a career. Upon telling my father I wanted a career in radio, he called me a moron and said I was an idiot and told me that I didn't even speak like an announcer, nor did I read the newspaper, nor did I have any acting experience. I was four when we had this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Then, I don't know how long they let you drone on, but let me hear more. You're a knight. You're a knight. You're a knight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're a big knight. Mrs. Bignell, she said, and then when those programs are over, you can have your own show. Said, hmm. okay. Right. Then she said, yeah, it'll be nine and a half minutes long. So hmm. I did the obvious thing. I jumped at the chance, and I said, sign me up. I'm ready to go. 
Nice. And let me tell you, that show from 12.45 p.m. to 12.54.30 p.m., when the ABC Network News came Didn't on, left. became the highlight of my life. I, yeah, I could talk about that. When I went to Hartford at WCCC AM and FM, we ran five minutes of Paul Harvey News. The hard part was I had to find a record and back time into the Paul Harvey Network News. Paul Harvey came on at 7.35.30 a.m. Once I comprehended where that was on the clock, I then had to find a record that would end in time for the news. Upon doing so, I would then have a five-minute break as Paul Harvey took over the show in a rock show. Can you imagine? What a speech. Radio is a great career, ladies and gentlemen. Literally, I realized at a young age that the postman could walk in and do it and take my job <laughs> away from me. <laughs> Literally, anyone who can speak can get that job. Those nine and a half minutes, I thought about those nine and a half minutes all week long. I wanted those nine and a half minutes to be the best nine and a half minutes on the radio anywhere in this planet. Wow. And there's a lot you can do in nine and a half. Nice voice. He's got some voice. Um, I realized about two years into my career that finding a long song by, let's say, Yes or Jethro Tull would allow me the time to urinate and gather the AP news. Once mastering that move and not locking myself out of the studio, <laughs> I realized I was on my way. <laughs> Radio Hall of Fame. It's crazy. One time, I remember, I had gotten my new job in Detroit at WWW. About three weeks in, I played a song by Kraftwerk, Bon 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 mit der Autobahn. It was 27 minutes long because I needed to take a shit. Rarely do I shit during my show. I have, my body is amazing. It's built for radio. I could hold a shit in for four hours. But this was impossible because I had had tacos the previous night. Once putting on Bon 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 mit der Autobahn, I ran to the bathroom and eliminated my bowel movement and wiped and still had time to wash my hands, which was rare in radio. How's my speech so far? <laughs> Everybody's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> One time I farted during the show and it actually made the record skip. I had an earthquake in my pen. <laughs> what kind of speech would you make? Half minutes. There was a show open. I got to play two songs. I got to do a weather forecast. I got to talk about some events happening in the community that weekend. I got hmm. to do a commercial stop set. Occasionally, there was even a live spot. And I got to play a jingle, too. I remember it when wow. Sunday music fills the air. Relax, no need to have a... Jesus Christ. How could I show up at this thing? You think I'm going to sit? I, I'm a fan of Jim Kerr. I'm not sitting through his speech. People aren't listening to this. I had a nine-minute radio show. I even got to read a live commercial occasionally uh, during my stop set. Stop set. <laughs> stop set is like what radio guys call playing a bunch of commercials. 
where they stop yeah. playing music and, you know, they say stop set because they want to act like there's a real job there. You know, like you need certain lingo. Stop set. About seven years into my career, I learned to tell the time three different ways. <laughs> Let me demonstrate what I learned that day. For example, right now it is 8.33. So I would say 8.33 a.m., 33 minutes past the hour, and then some other way. I, now I forget. But I <laughs> did it three different ways. The third way. <laughs> I forgot the third way. It's been a long time. One time I was on the air. I'll never forget the day. It was 8.42 a.m. And I go, it's 8.42. And then I realized it was 42 degrees. So I, I said, it's 8.42, 42 degrees, realizing it would confuse the audience. Because <laughs> they thought it was 8.42, 42, that I was giving the seconds. But I was really, really? giving the degrees. See? It was a, it was a monumental mistake. Well, I got a reaming from the program director. I realized, too, early on in my career, I didn't want to just say it was a cold day outside. I would use words like blustery or frigid, <laughs> trying to paint pictures for the audience so that they had theater of the mind. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's my honor to be in the Radio Hall of Fame. You know, so many amateurs give out, like, the dew point when they're doing the weather. Nobody gives a shit about the dew point. I knew that. That's what it's called to be a dew. radio man. You know not to give the dew point. Would you ever give the humidity? Oh, it's no. going to be a sticky one out there. No. In <laughs> fact, one of the first lessons I learned, Robin, in radio, you don't <laughs> give humidity. People don't. You know, you keep it simple. So you get in your songs and you get in your weather. Uh, one of the things I was known for is school closings. I excel at reading school closings. It's a gift. That's something you can't teach. <laughs> <laughs> what a speech. The audience is going crazy at the Radio Hall of Fame as I articulate my career. I like Jim Kerr's speech. Yeah, um, at my stop set, I did um, some live reads. You can do a lot in nine minutes. You can do a lot. You can do a lot. <laughs> I also learned not to call the listeners listeners. I, call, I try to treat the radio like I was talking to one person at a time. But that's a lesson that's very advanced. Care when you hear our music bright and gay. Worries just float away with WHMI. And then, you know, on would come Sergio Mendez in Brazil 66. Nice. I'd say, here's Fool on the Hill. I'm Jim Kersey. See you next Sunday. Nice. Interesting career. Interesting career. Nice job, though. Good speech. Wow. Yeah, I'd probably talk about when I realized I didn't need a windscreen on my mic. Because that'd be interesting. Right? Then I had that revelation. I, You know, even Bubba the Love Sponge and I have spoken about that. He can't believe I work without a windscreen. Uh, yeah, he's pretty impressed by that. He's like, aren't you worried you're going to pop your peas? I go, no, Bub, I do this thing with my face. I kind of turn it away. Go, wow. <laughs> so I might bring that up in my speech. Yes, the thing you yeah. discovered. Yeah, I like the sound better without any kind of uh, windscreen. No. 
I remember uh, when I was at WNBC, um, I was working with Imus, and he would use the sound of a duck quacking when announcing the time and temperature. And uh, I resisted that. I like doing the time and temperature without the duck sound. And I think I think it made a difference in my career. I do. And I want to thank uh, everyone for my my honor of being in the Radio Hall of Fame. And, I, and I'll be honest with you. I still have things to learn. Like, I don't know what the fuck FM stands for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I spent most of my career on FM radio. What do I know? Do you think I should talk about the time I played 99 Luft Balloons three times in a row and they called me a renegade, or is that bragging too much? <laughs> yeah, I knew that would create a stir. I locked myself in to the studio and played 99 Luft Balloons repeatedly. And uh, boy, oh boy, it set off an avalanche of uh, phone calls from the program director. But I didn't care. I was a renegade. I broke the rules. Thank you. And God bless you. Good night. And thank you for this honor. And thank you to all the people who voted for you. You have to thank yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Thank you to all the people who voted for me, who took, like, way too long to put me in this stupid organization. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jim Kirk, he got up there, he gave a speech. He didn't, he didn't let any of that bother him. He just was like, yeah, I did a stop set. And I did a jingle, and then I uh, and I rolled out, uh, and then I rolled out a song. That's it. I knew I then I knew I was hooked. What a career! <laughs> hey, let me take a phone call. Let me do this or that, and then we got to get the guys in here. We're going to clean out the computer on a special show of Thanksgiving week. Robin, how gracious of us to show up on Thanksgiving week. We don't normally do it. Special edition. We love the fans, and we need to be with you because we have no life. Um. <laughs> Hey, Joe, what up in New York? Schmegadildos, Howard. Thank you. Thank you. Schmegadildos to you, too. Yes, yes, yes. I was just wondering if you saw in Sunday's Newsday, Malibu Sue from LIR had a huge article in the fanfare section. First of all, I'm a Long Island boy, born and raised. Well, not born, but raised on Long Island. And, uh... I don't, you know, Newsday is the number one newspaper. Long Island is huge. And Newsday is a huge newspaper. But you know what I just realized when you said that? When COVID hit, I canceled all my paper, newspaper, like the, the actual paper. I canceled all of it because I didn't want to get the COVID from the newspaper. And I realized I haven't read Newsday in years. My mother still gets Newsday. She goes, hey, do you know there was an article about you in Newsday? I go, really? Isn't that nice? Assuming it must be nice, but sometimes you don't know. But do you want me to clip it out and send it to you? Well, what's it about? It says that you're from Long Island and you do the radio show and you were a judge on America, America's Got Talent. It's very nice. Would you like it? And I don't want to seem like an asshole, like, you know. I go, Mom, uh, yeah, save it for me. I'm going to put it in the mail to you. All right. Then she sends me the clipping from Newsday because I don't want to bum her out. Like, I'm a big shot. I'm above. Right. Getting my, you don't you know, want like, that. Because then it's going to be a whole thing. You go, oh, you're such a big shot. You don't uh, like to see your name in the newspaper. And when you were a little boy, if I told you you were going to be in the newspaper, 
You would have saved it. Yeah, you're right, Mom. Okay, but I'm not a little boy anymore. I've been pretty successful for a while. <laughs> I don't want the lecture. Kind so of I... been in, in every paper. <laughs> yeah, I've been in a lot of paper. You'd be shocked. <laughs> but I don't want to seem like I'm an asshole to my mom, so I, so I, you know, I get the article. But uh, so, what'd you say? Who's in Newsday? Uh, Malibu Sue from LIR. I think she was there when Baba Boo used to work there, too. Now, why did she get an article? What did she do? Uh, it's just telling what she's doing now. Um, and what is history. she doing? It, uh, I, didn't, I didn't read the whole article. I'm like you. See what I mean by <laughs> Newsday? Nobody reads the fucking article. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody reads the fucking article. I mean, you're calling me up. Sue. You're calling me up about WLIR's Malibu Sue. You're telling me she's in the paper. You're asking me if I know her. And then I say, well, what'd they say about her? And you go, you didn't even read the article. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> That's fucking yeah. lame, Baba dude. Baba Booey probably recognizes the name, though. I recognize the name. I don't need Baba Booey. What do you want to say, Baba Booey? I, I know you were I, an intern at, at No, I actually read the article. I oh, you did? Article. Yeah. You get news Basically, she's, she's like a... Um, somehow it landed in my, in, in my inbox. Somebody sent it to me. But basically, she's okay. like a communications director for like Port Authority, and it talked about how she had this love for radio and how she transferred it over to, she had some love of transportation for some reason, and that's what she does now. And it's just talking about her career. I had, WLIR was a radio station in Hempstead, Long Island, which was beautiful for, you know, I grew up in Roosevelt, which is a hop, skip, and a jump, 10 minutes from uh, Roosevelt. And I think I applied to that radio station a couple of hundred times. They wanted nothing to do with me. <laughs> They wanted nothing to do with me because I sucked. I got to be honest. It was like, you know, I was looking for a first radio job. If I could have worked at WLIR, I would have fallen on my head. I would have. I Maybe you I think, were a bad auditioner. No, I audition. I had an audition tape. I, have, I was bad auditioner tape. <laughs> <laughs> How the one, time, one time some dude heard my tape and he goes, you know, you sound pretty good. Let me put you in a room and audition. He says, that's not you on the tape. you Because, you know, I would slow the tape down a little so I sound like I had a deep voice. <laughs> you know, I would drag my finger on the reel-to-reel. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'd be like, hey, this is how it's done on the WLIR. And then, and then they then they <laughs> get me in a room and go, hey, man, how you doing? <laughs> Are you the same guy from that tape? Yeah. Are you yeah. Sick? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a cold. Some dude hired me to do a commercial from my audition tape. One time on the radio, I did a Crazy Eddie commercial where my voice was kind of deep. They got me in that studio when I did the commercial. They were like, you're not the guy. You lied. You're not the guy on the tape. I swear I am. I swear. They hated me. Because you know what you do with an audition tape. You take the couple of times where you have kind of a cold and your voice sounds deep. And you almost <laughs> sound like an announcer. So I would I would take all those moments. Crazy Eddie. You know, Crazy Eddie, his prices are insane. <laughs> and then they get me in there and I'm like, Crazy Eddie's insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of announcer are you? You're horrible. Like, just horrible. Yeah. It was pretty embarrassing. I wish I still had that commercial. Voyage. All I had to say was take a voyage with voyage. <laughs> that was the line. 
And they go, okay, three, two, one. Take a voyage with voyage. <laughs> and they're like, what? Do it again. Deeper. Take a voyage with voyage. <laughs> and I'm like, you, I was so, human. I knew I was, I, and they had hired me. They had to pay me. It's the union rule or something. They had to pay me. And they did, they, that commercial aired. It aired on WNEWFM, and it, you heard with me on With your there, right? voiceover. Yeah. That poor group, all girl group, <laughs> voyage. Three young uh, black women. They had me. That's the they, reason they didn't make it. Have you ever heard of Voyage? Go find a fucking tune from them. Those poor chicks, they finally got a commercial. And they got this dumbass. <laughs> I'm like, they, they, you know, they play their song and then I go, take a voyage with Voyage. Oh my and meanwhile, the guy working the recording equipment was better than me. He should have done the commercial. He had a better voice. Holy shit. Last commercial I ever booked. I went in for a golf <laughs> commercial once. I was in with like 50 fucking top-notch announcers. Uh-huh. We all had to stand there in front of each other and say Wilson golf balls. That was it. Wilson golf balls. And one guy gets up better than the next. The guy goes, Wilson golf balls. Sounded like fucking uh, George, uh, George, what's that guy's name? Orson Welles. Uh. You see? Yeah, you see. Wilson golf balls. You know, like, fuck. And then I go, Wilson Golf Balls. What? They threw my ass right out of the audition. <laughs> I didn't even get a second read. I go, let me take that again. They go, it's not necessary. We got 50 guys who can do it. Oh, my God. They should do a documentary on my destruction of the, the rock band Voyage. They finally get a record deal. If Those, yeah, those, those women girls, are still looking for me. What happened to their lives? I had to go in witness protection for three years, three long years, so those girls couldn't find me. When they probably got a copy of their commercial, they were probably like, holy shit, we came so close. We're done. Take a voyage with Voyage. (laughs) So, yeah, WLIR, I remember the name Malibu Sue because I used to listen to that station, but I couldn't tell you a thing about her. I, I I don't remember her. Um. There was a guy, Earl Bailey, he was good on WLIR. This guy was good. I think he works at Sirius now. Oh, yeah? There were a lot of good dudes. There was Larry the Duck. I remember they had a whole lineup. I think John DeBella worked there for a while, but I'm not sure. Yes. But they, yeah, they had the different guys that came and went in there, but I, I got rejected every time. Nobody wanted they were, me. No one was like, If what? you care, they were, it was, it was John DeBella, uh, um, Bob Wah, what did he say? Bob, Bob, Bob Cranes, yeah. uh, Ray, um, God, I can't remember his name now, and uh, Dennis McNamara. Right. Well, yeah, all those guys. I used to, Dennis McNamara was the program director. I'd send them a tape. They, they, they laughed in my face. Laughed in my face. But good, Malibu Sue. And there was another girl right, out there that, you, that you I gave me. her her first job. What? I'm going over my exciting radio career with you. All right, get out of here. Goodbye. Who gives a fuck? Hey, speaking of DJs, I'm going to mention this guy. I don't know him personally, but I read this headline last night. This is one of the guys who works here at Sirius XM. Joe Madison. Listen to this. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know Joe Madison. Sirius XM's Joe Madison's hunger strike for voting rights reaches two-week mark. Now, this is a... Yes, I read that he had started a hunger strike. Unbelievable. 
I and this is never, not a big guy. He doesn't have a lot to lose. There is nothing in this world. I can't make it through one meal, skipping a meal. My wife can skip lunch. I can't. I, I'm gonna. I'm already thinking about my lunch. It's 9 a.m. We go on a walk. Sometimes I come back from the walk, 9.30. I eat my lunch. I don't know how anyone could do a hunger strike. I don't even know. But I got to hand it to this guy. That would First be of all, real conviction. You think it's going to work that this guy, I mean, he's going to die if he's on a hunger strike. Yeah, he's not young. He's not he's a 71. man with a lot to lose. I got to meet this oh, guy. Stop it. Now you're belching. Well, I overrate. <laughs> he's, <laughs> I'm eating for him. Joe Madison is 72. I correct myself. Yeah. 72 years old. He is also known as the Black Eagle, which was Robin's name back in 1995. I don't know how he got it. Yeah. How did he get it? <laughs> did you bequeath that to him? <laughs> the Black Eagle. I'm on a hunger strike right now, but it's going to end at lunch. That's right. You're on a hunger strike between <laughs> each meal. I go on hunger strikes for an hour or two. Well, you don't snack in between meals, so that's a hunger strike. There's a guy who does. Now, he should be in the Radio Hall of Fame. He's the only guy who should be in it. If he's willing to do a hunger strike on the radio. Uh, Madison has been on the hunger strike since November 8th and says he will not eat until the Freedom to Vote Act or John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act are passed by the Senate and signed into law. Hey, right on. I'm with you. Well, right on, does Joe anybody Madison. know that Joe is doing this? This is the question. See, that, I think I'm the only one who's kind of <laughs> saying anything about it. Yeah, because I read about it while we were on a, you know, it was the weekend or something. And I never thought about saying it on the air. How's Joe look? Are you sexually attracted to him at all? What is, Joe is a married man. Oh, he is? How do you know? Yes. I've, so you I've had lunch with him and his wife. Oh, I knew you were up to something. <laughs> You probably thought he was single and you arranged no, for a lunch. No, 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 You had lunch with him and his wife? Mm-hmm. And you didn't tell me about this? <laughs> I get on the phone with Robin a couple of times a week, I think, and, and she yaps about everything. That she doesn't tell me. Well, I mean, that was a long time ago. Oh. It didn't happen uh, yesterday. When have you, I been to lunch with anybody in the last well, how do you two end up years? Going to, how do you end up going to lunch with this guy? I wanted to talk to him about something. Yeah. Oh, one of your activism things? Yeah. Yeah. Robin's uh, changing the world. A lot of people don't know that. No, I'm not. I'm not having a terrible time. Well, <laughs> she's trying. Worse, and I'm still sitting here yeah, trying to figure Robin, out how to change it. Robin met with Joe Madison and said, you know what you ought to do? I have a cause I believe in, and you should go on a hunger strike for it. <laughs> I think that was her idea. Uh, anyway, the guy... Uh, he's he's really a man of conviction, and I do admire him. Look at this. Did you know that Joe was an all-conference college football running back? No. Yeah, and a DJ at his college radio station. Oh, Joe was inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame in 2019. And, uh, oh, Joe, ha Joe began his radio career at uh, Detroit's WXYZ. That's a good station, 1980, WXYZ AM. But very, uh, very prestigious. All right. I don't know anything about him, but I admire him. I do. A hunger strike. Should I mean, I, I don't stand for anything like that.
But you know, what is your deep belief? What would what would cause I believe, you to? I believe what? in the Voting Rights Act, but I'm not going on. But I said strike. a deep belief, Howard. Something you're willing to uh, do something about, or you will not go on. Well. I believe Jethro Tull should be in the Rocco Hall of Fame, but I'm not missing lunch. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I do. Uh, I've decided not to eat until Jethro Tull gets into the <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> you guys better make that decision quickly because lunch yeah. is coming. Lunch. I can't wait for lunch. I'm already thinking what I'm going to have. I think I'm going to have some. Uh, I'm going to take some hard-boiled eggs, chop them up, and put them in a salad. Mmm. Wait, and you know, I got this vinegar and oil I put on there. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to eat that, and I'm going to watch. Uh, I tape Morning Joe. I watch that sometimes while I you eat my lunch. Tape Morning Joe. Yeah, I tape Morning Joe and uh, Rachel Maddow show, and I watch them sometimes when I'm eating. Well, uh, I catch them if I just happen to catch them. I don't. No, hate no, no. Them. I don't leave things up to a chance. <laughs> you have to see them. Uh, yeah, I do. I like to see what's going on. Oh, look who it is. Evil no. Senator Mitch McConnell. What do you want to say? Oh. <laughs> I just want to say, uh, uh, R.I.P. Joe. It's going to be a, a long time before we change those rights. <laughs> Let me ask you something, Senator. Funny. Let me ask you, Senator. Yeah, yeah. You're saying that Joe Madison's hunger strike doesn't move you. There's no way you're passing the voting rights bill. No, I mean, uh, eat something. What's wrong with you? Who's looking for those people to vote anyway? It's ridiculous. Well, let me so tell voting, you something. Voting is a right, Howard. It's not a privilege, you know. Oh, 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 what? Right. And uh, you can keep starving yourself all you want. Uh, we're going to do what we want to do. That's all there is to it. That's all there is. To I'm having a sandwich right now. Mmm, big ham and lettuce <laughs> and tomato. I bet he'd love to eat this, wouldn't you? Mm, mm. Oh, no, I think that's rude. There's a guy. There's a guy <laughs> in front of Joe. Mm. Nothing. Hang on, mean, nothing. Nothing moves. I got you, some bitch. I got some steak. I got some steak tartare here. This is. Mm, I'm just lapping this raw cow. Mm. <laughs> I got to tell you, you know, you're a cold guy, Senator McConnell. I mean, this guy's so passionate about voting. And you're going to, yeah. not only is he on a hunger strike, you're going to eat in his face. So go vote. I mean, what's stopping these people? They're always complaining about something. Hang on. I'm having a, I'm having an early Thanksgiving here. I got a turkey just came out of the oven. I'm just going to smother that in some gravy, mashed potatoes. So your point like is that. everyone can already vote. So what do we need a voting yeah. rights bill, right? Yeah. Then you go, you know, you go down to your local uh, polling station. You do, you do your votes. I mean, a lot of people complaining <laughs> about the things I don't even understand. It's well, ridiculous. I mean, some people seem to feel that uh, you're mm. making it difficult. Mm. You know, a lot of people go to hear church. You. I'm about a half piece of pizza in my mouth here. One second. <laughs> You're <laughs> eating. In a, he's eating. Uh, he's yeah. overeating because are you, Joe's on a strike. Uh, <laughs> hey, so in other words, to combat Joe's uh, strike, hunger strike, yeah. you're going to overeat. In his face. <laughs> and oh, I'm not. You're, you're, now you see, you're putting words in my mouth. I'm just enjoying uh, my usual breakfast here of pizza and turkey and, ooh, it's a BLT. Well, thing. I happen to know. <laughs> I happen to know, Senator McConnell, that Joe, mm. that Joe Madison yeah. brought international attention to the struggles of the Sudanese people. 
And uh, oh yeah, I, oh yeah, the Sudanese people, I love them. Hang on, I'm making fajitas here. I hope the sizzler's not coming through <laughs> the microphone here. Just he he said on one of all you can eat. <laughs> he, he uh, well, it's uh, like one of those not, breakfast uh, for, for Joe. Here. Hmm. Joe Madison's stood for ninety days outside with peaceful protests outside oh. the U.S. embassy. For the Sudanese people, what do you make of the Sudanese people? Certainly, you must want to help them. Well, I think I have. Hang on, I think I have some Sudanese food right here. Look at this: with some rice <laughs> and uh, uh, some peppers. Oh, this is delicious. They make All great right, food. Well, Joe, you love it. You should just uh, listen. Here's won't deal. you be? Won't, uh, wait a second. Won't you be yeah. upset if Joe yeah. dies from his hunger strike? Won't you? What, what will you say to Joe if that happens? I'll say. Uh, I'll say you're an idiot. I mean, uh, eat something. Uh, people can vote, and you can eat. And this is a, you know, All right. he's, All doing, right. he's trying to do a charade. To, oh, I, uh, to, I admire to, the man. I, I admire him. Well, you're a Where is Joe man. going we all know this, that. Um, <laughs> hunger strike? Do you know, Mitch? He's going right into the ground if he doesn't <laughs> wise up. I mean, uh, all right, I'm going to At some point, you're going to die. <laughs> Thank you, Senator. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, King of All Blacks wants to comment on Joe. You you called Joe's show. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He don't he don't like me. You know because I because I speak the truth, and um, only Whatever you only you understand. Hello. Yes. What can I do for you? Kim? Hello. What do you I, want to say? Yeah. I want to say with the hunger strike, he doesn't realize that blacks don't care. Like he he thinks that. They care about that. You know what I'm saying? About vote they care about voters' rights, but not to the point of 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 what he's doing. If you know he's been that. on there for I, I, I don't agree do with you that. really think do you honestly think that they're gonna pass that bill? I don't know if they're gonna pass the bill, and I think Joe might be very, very hungry before they pass that bill. I don't know how he's gonna resolve this. That's what I worry about. Well, I, I guarantee you they're not going to pass that bill, and I think he knows by now that he made a mistake. You know how you do something and you have to <laughs> stick with it now? Well, I, I don't I'm know how he's going to get out of this. I, I agree with you there. I don't know how he's going to get out of this. I mean, now he's now he's committed to uh, not eating until the uh, bill is passed. Do we and even know when this bill is going to be voted on or anything? I think Tishabov is uh, the date, and uh, I don't know. All right, King, thank you. Who cares? I mean, I who cares what? But King I wonder thinks? if there's a timing thing that. Uh... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that this man is a man of conviction, and I'm very impressed. And I read about this in my radio newsletter, AllAccess.com. That, that Joe Madison, who works for SiriusXM, is on a hunger strike. For it hasn't rights. made any of the major papers. No. No, it's just my stupid radio email I get <laughs> on the radio industry that tells no, you, I like... I don't know that it's catching on that, you know, people will even know that Joe is doing this. You got to read my... You you should subscribe to this thing. It's free. It, it tells you everything that's going on in radio, and it's just one guy after another getting fired from these big radio oh. companies. It's like, uh, this guy was the uh, morning guy at such and such. He's He's fired by... This group or that group, everyone's just losing their job. It's fucking horrible. Radio, you know, they're What do radio people do when radio won't hire them, you know, keeps firing they, everybody they, and they, going they, to um, automation? They starve to death. 
because they have no fucking qualification to do anything else. Imagine what's your qualification. I, I was on the radio with my deep voice. I talked. <laughs> I talked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Can you work a computer? No. Can you can you milk a cow? No. <laughs> what do you do? I do commercials. And I, I go to stop sets. I tell the time backwards. I don't know. That's what I do. Yeah, it's a very depressing newsletter, to be honest with you. Uh, I was going to bring the guys in for a little bit of um, nonsense. We're going to go empty the computer. But uh, I do have to do a blackened whiskey commercial first. Ah, and, Howard. Yeah. This I is a, know what whiskey is now. Go ahead. Educate. Whiskey is made from grain. You know how he's saying to Gary yesterday, all wine is grapes, but there are different kinds of grapes and so forth? Well, yeah. there are different kinds of grain that are yeah, in, well, uh, it's rye, barley, oat, something. Other, you well, know, bunches of different uh, grains, and that's what when I, whiskey When I asked Gary yesterday about the difference between whiskey and scotch, the audience loved it. <laughs> Listen, they go, oh my God. Tata Tuti is a moron who shouldn't try to explain anything except how to bring both hot water. All scotches are whiskeys, but not all whiskeys are scotches. It's pretty yes, basic. Scotch is made specifically from barley. Only barley. You see what Gary said about that. I don't even remember. He because Gary tries to sometimes be an expert on things. Well, he said he, he was doing. You know, he he belongs to clubs that taste these these uh, whiskeys and so forth. Yeah, because I said to Gary, I said, Gary, if you don't know something, the best thing you can do on the radio is just say, I don't know, boss. I don't know. But he gets himself in trouble because he he, like, he does want to be an expert. Well, remember, he brought up the term PD and then he couldn't explain what that was. Yeah. He doesn't like the PD whiskey. Yeah. Well, this was, this is him uh, yesterday. Is scotch the same as whiskey? I mean, it, it, a lot of the scotch comes from the, uh, the the stuff from Scotland. You know what I mean? The uh, um, it's not exactly say, the same. So whiskey's whiskey. Huh. Say you don't know because you're sounding like you don't know. I'm not going to step into any more stupidity. So I don't. Know. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying, yeah, you don't. Sound what is I don't know. An ingredient I, in scotch, you know, like beer, it's hops. What no, but he'll never, he'll never he'll never say he doesn't know. I say is whiskey different than scotch? He won't say he know. He, it is different exactly that I know. Knows. I know whiskey right. is different than scotch. I don't know exactly why, but I do know they're different. When Howard asked Gary about scotch versus whiskey, I could hear his brain rattling around inside his head and then fall out of his ear. <laughs> I like when Gary says PD and describes wines and whiskeys. Laugh out loud. I can't explain it, but I love it. So people love it. They love it. <laughs> I heard a list from Gary. I was listening to this last night, and I got to say, I did agree with Gary. I agree. Oh, really? What was this list? Um, Gary's least favorite sexual positions. Oh. This one says Gary's favorite sexual positions. That's not the one I asked for, dudes. I want Gary's least favorite sexual position. I think it's both, Howard. It starts with my favorites and then goes to my least favorites. Oh, I don't want your favorites. But all right. <laughs> I just wanted the clip of your least favorite. But that's okay. I can play with that. I, I thought this was pretty interesting. Gary, could you give me a list of your favorite sexual positions? I like, uh, I, I enjoy, well, I enjoy them all. I enjoy woman on top. I enjoy missionary. I enjoy doggy. I mean, I, I, there, there's no bad ones. 
But you know which ones I don't like? The, the, the complicated ones. I don't want, like, like, let's not play fucking Twister. Let's hear that list. Reverse cowgirl, I don't like. Um, standing sex, I don't like. I think that's too. That, I did disagree with you. You don't like standing sex? You don't like when a... Hold on a second. You're a tall guy. There's a big difference. But I'm asking you I, this. When a girl bends over, let's say she bends over a piece of furniture, and you're oh, standing. No, that, that, that you like. Yeah. Yes, that's a different. When I think of standing sex, I think like I'm in charge. I'm standing and I'm holding the woman. Oh yeah, I don't I'm, like I'm that. I'm not either. capable of that. So I'm, I'm not capable of holding up a woman. <laughs> I see these guys on The Bachelor. The women run up to them and jump into their arms, and the guys lift them up. I go, I would have a heart attack. <laughs> I can't lift a woman. Beth said to me, "I'm pretty sure I could lift you before you could lift me." <laughs> sex in a pool is a waste of time. Sex in the shower is a waste of time. Agreed. Um, okay, there are some there are some that's all I can think of right now. That's good, Gary. That I agree with you. Sex in a pool is the dumbest fucking thing ever. First of all, it's dry. A woman has natural juices, as Ronnie says. And that dry you, you try to go in there with the pool water, it's not fun. And a shower, forget about it. I get the I start shaking like like a leaf because I'm chilled. I'm not under the water. Someone's and always fighting. Cold. Yeah, and, they, and, and you know what? I'm selfish. I push the woman away from the shower. And <laughs> the I woman's going to be cold, not you. Yeah, like, oh, I'm cold. <laughs> I do not. I agree with Gary. That's a good list. Sex in a shower Finally, is horrible. a list that Gary has that you agree with. I was proud of the boy. I wanted to commend you on your new list. You could put that in your book. I said to one time I had Gary and Mary, Mary, uh, Gary's wife over. I said, uh, what about you? She goes, they're all bad positions. <laughs> she I said go, they're really? all bad. Yeah, I was, I, I, Gary was ashamed. He, he was embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife was like Bobo's wife that day. She, she right. Oh, you just said, so anytime I have sex with Gary, I, we haven't found a good position yet. Still waiting for <laughs> Now, Gary's pretty good sexually. He fucked a girl so hard one time she vomited. He's pretty proud of that. And I've yeah, never done anything that like that. She hates, hates that it, but it's 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 your it's your it's your go to story whenever we're all alone with guys. Who else has that story? No one. I mean, the, be the best part of that story is is that I thought I was doing good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like she started like really writhing around, and I was like, I'm fucking good. And then I, I heard I, the wall. That's the difference between me and you. When I see a girl vomit, I go, Oh my god, she really does not like me. And you're like, Hey. This girl's this girl's responding. She's throwing I up. I didn't know she was vomiting when she was when it was happening. I didn't know. Right. It didn't stop me. I will tell you that. No. No. Or her. What was the shitting story too? Oh. Oh, I know. Geez. The girl who took a shit after you fucked her, and then you wanted to see her shit. Wasn't that the story? What was the story, Gary? I think it was. To, uh, she was trying to prove to me that after anal sex. Where it all goes, how it comes out, and it just happened to be whatever, you know. The chick's nasty. You can tell her from me, whoever that was. <laughs> <laughs> tell her she's like out of her mind. Out of her mind. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> Come look at my duty. Mm. Anyway, good list. Sex in the shower, sex standing up, you know. That's that's a good list. Of Pool shower. Part. Pool, terrible. Standing. I know. I always see uh, guys. Cowgirl. Guys want to bang in the water. Bad move. 
woman's not going to enjoy. Have you ever had sex in a pool or a, like the ocean or something, Robin? No. No, right? Doesn't interest you. But do you know what I mean? There's too much. There's no. Well, there's water friction. is not a good lubricant. Right. Hurts. But it, but but on paper, it seems like it would be a great lubricant. It seems That's great. <laughs> I know some dudes that are so horny, nothing slows them down. A friend of mine was fucking a girl in a pool, and it was like, Jesus, the guy's an animal. What like, about no, on the beach? I guess that'd be okay. I mean, I, I tr- that first time I tried to have sex with a woman, I did it on a beach, and it was a t- disaster. It never occurred. We couldn't get it together. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Howard, I like Horrible. those guys. When you, when we talk to the gathering of the Juggalos, those guys that will have sex with women in a porta potty. That's like hardcore. Yeah, that's uh, hardcore. Uh, I went. In, I had to use a porta potty the other day. I had to pee so bad. I said to Beth, "I'm going in." And man, it was a public porta potty. There was just shit. People shit everywhere. There was shit on the floor. There was shit everywhere on the seat. I had to pee so bad. I just put my shirt over my face, and uh, I peed over on top of the shit. <laughs> and it smelled so bad in there. I was sure I was getting some disease just by breathing in there. And I ran out of there so fast. But Howard, people, think about it. People are disgusting. But th- I always think of when I see that in a porta potty, I thought to myself, like people who just have to casually take a shit don't use a porta potty. It's people who are in distress. It's an emergency. And that's right. why it's always all but over the wall. You can't get it in the hole. You can't, well, why is it on a I wall? Know. I know. It is weird that people leave it on the top. That's like, yeah. It's almost it's, angry. Yeah, like, or flush it. You know, like they, they just let it pile up. And then the, there was so much shit coming out of this porta potty. It was topping out like a, like a, like a mountain coming out of the top oh, of the thing. Oh, that's a porta potty that hasn't even been attended to. Yeah. Okay, so you know, you know, we have a guy on staff. You know, Richard tells a story when he was in the band, they would do a thing for fun where they would all shit on top of each other's shits to see how high they could get. Oh, man. I mean, this is, these are the kind of Damn. wackos who are using these porta potties. They have no, they have no class. Hey, Ronnie says he likes pool sex, but it's not at figures. Ron, see, Ronnie's an animal. <laughs> Ronnie will fuck you in a pool. Ronnie, you don't find that your dick and the woman's vagina dries out? Like, you know what I mean? No, not really, because she's just, uh, by the time you, you know, getting in there, she's so yeah. turned on that there's no problem getting in. And the great part about doing it in a pool, it's not my favorite, but like, She's kind of like weightless in the water, so you can like right. really, you know, move her around, move her up and down, and like <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah, hey, I never looked at it that way, but I, I it's so dry that it figures yeah, Ronnie's well, you got to get a, you got to get her really turned on first. Well, uh, how am I going to do that? We did it. In the ocean. We did it. Yeah, <laughs> forget it. That's too much work. Honestly, oh, at this point in my life, I'm not getting anybody that turned on. <laughs> when when you sent us to Puerto Rico that time. Yeah, uh, we did it in the in the you know in the water in the ocean. No kidding, yeah, it was it was fucking great. So you had your feet on the on the ocean floor. See, yeah. I get nervous that something's going to bite me. You know what I and mean? I was kind of, I had my I had my feet on the ocean floor. You know, we weren't like in deep water. It was probably like four or five feet. That's and enough. Yeah, it was awesome. We were on the so my feet were on the floor. She was kind of like floating up. With like her legs wrapped pretty, around you, yeah, and I, she had her arms around my neck. Yeah, yeah, it was really, it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. 
It wow. really fucking turned me on. Look at, look but at it's you. Still not my favorite. What about your the pool? Beat. Did they build it yet? Did you usually get yeah, parking were, in there? Actually, actually, no, it's not finished yet. Actually, tomorrow they're pouring uh, uh, concrete. The shot crete in. So what? And then the shot crete. Yeah. Shot crete. That's what that's shot called? Pre. Shot crete. Okay. Shot crete. Yeah. Hey, Ron, is it going to bum you out the guy Apples? As soon as he hears you, he's on the phone. He wants, let's see what yeah, he know, wants but, to say. Yeah, dude, he, he fucking choked yesterday when he didn't talk about me, though. He fucking totally choked. He did. He did. If he's not talking he about like, you. He sounded like an idiot. Like everybody everybody was uh, saying on Twitter yesterday what a moron he sounded like. When he oh, doesn't good. talk about me, he's worthless. Yeah. Real quick, I won't spend a lot of time on this because I got to get back to black and whiskey. But uh, apples, you di- Ronnie's right. You choked yesterday, so you better stick to talking about Ronnie. I choked. I was driving. It was the Spade Show, and uh, there were a lot you of people not wearing asshole. masks inside. You choked. You choked. You moron. Anyway, love you, Ron. What did he just say? Hey, I see Steph. Hey, I see that Stephanie is painting on Instagram now. Is she trying to be like Howard? No, she's not trying. She went to a fucking painting party, you moron. Oh, here we now. You see, Apple's back to key form. <laughs> yeah, What's he's, this? He's back to he's back to stalking again. <laughs> it's oh, she not painted on stalking. It's Howard. So you paint Apple's, you think Stephanie's painting to be like me? Yeah, what a why? What what an idiot! Well, I mean, what, what I mean, what you got to admit, Ronnie? You got to admit the guy's a one trick pony. But damn, he's good at it. He got you fucking tweaked right <laughs> it now. It always gets Dude. you good. <laughs> Listen Dude, to me. He, he, how he how is that? How is Stephanie going? To, it's called. It was a uh, a all girls party where they go and they just hang out and they drink wine and they do this. That this shit happens everywhere. They have like places that you can go, but this was in a woman's house who's an artist, and she had this little party for her friends, and they were drinking wine, and they did up. Uh, she was tell teach them how to paint a little bit, and they did a, a painting. Big deal. What Lucky Charms painting. About? It's not looking good, Ronnie. Apples yeah, is having okay. his way with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants to be. A, a painter now because you paint. What he's I don't a know. fucking jerk off. He's a jerk off, dude. Is that what, like I is said? That what, if he doesn't talk about Stephanie, if he doesn't talk about Stephanie, if he doesn't talk about me, he fucking chokes. Yesterday he was like a total fucking moron. Nobody knew what he was talking about. He was whining, and nobody gave a shit what he was talking about. What were you talking about yesterday, Apples? You did tank. I, yeah, I did. I was driving, and uh, yeah, you kind of picked up on me, and I thought you were going to say something. And everybody wants to hear you, not me. I understand. You so, were driving, yeah. I and that. you can't talk when yeah, you're driving. I was driving. No, he's a, he can't do two things at the same like, time, Rob. Like he has issues. <laughs> so, apples. You <laughs> think when you when you saw when you were on Stephanie's Instagram and you saw her painting, you were like, "Oh, that's weird," because you felt like Howard paints. Yeah, Howard paints, yeah. and now Stephanie's trying well, to be like Howard. That's your summation. Right. Yeah, Stephanie's trying to be like yeah, Howard now. You're <laughs> such a fucking jerk. <laughs> you are such well, a fucking Ed, jerk. And it's such, you're such a jealous bitch, man. You're like a bitch. You're a no, jealous bitch. Ronnie, but, Ronnie, you got to admit. You, you got Ron, you got to admit, like, Sal got a job just goofing on Gary, and now he works here. Maybe Apple's 
is like trying to get a job here, just goofing on you. You know what I mean? Well, he's got nothing else, so I guess, yeah, maybe. Oh, what else does right. Sal have? You're right with I that. Drive, I could drive a limo. Yeah. Well, I, I don't have to drive a limo hey. anymore. My man took care of me for all these years that I don't have to drive a limo anymore. Okay? Fucking A, right. That's right. I know. You're the, you're the dream, Ronnie. I love you, pal. Yeah, hey, what do you me. do, Ronnie, when that, Stephanie's out on all these uh, these girls' night out? What do you do when Nothing. you're home alone? I can relax. I don't care. What do you think? I, I put a chain on her that she can't fucking go out? No, Hey, man, if you're taking care of business, everybody else is out of business. And clearly you are. We all know that, Ronnie. I'm just saying. Well, what do you well do? Apple's like, all right. It, it, her wine and painting. What's the difference? What hey, by the way, TV, one of the guys just wrote me and said, by the way, this is a good fact to know. Stephanie, Ronnie's fiance, dots her eyes with little hearts when she signs her paintings. That's her thing. <laughs> so. Yeah, She's I already got a that. signature. She just learned to paint. <laughs> Stephanie, the eye you, has you, a heart. Do you, see, do you want to see the painting? It's right behind me. I can get yeah, it. Yeah, sure. I'd like to see it. Why not? I'm yeah. a fan of painting. Hold on. Hold on. Ronnie and Stephanie share an office in his new house, so he's got the ability to quickly bring up the painting. Oh, there you go, Ronnie. Yeah, there was already Does he have uh, mounted there, saving Let me it. see. Let me and take a displaying look. it. I'd like to see Stephanie's work. Oh! That's a cocktail glass with um, olives in it. Yeah, a martini. It's a martini. A martini. And the, and there's the famous Stephanie signature with a heart. Very nice. Beautiful Very painting. big signature. You know, usually yeah, uh, yeah. artists yeah, well, try she, to... She, yeah, she was drinking a lot of wine, too, when she painted. <laughs> All right, there you go, Apples. There's the answer to your question. Thank you, Apples. Speaking of alcohol, Ronnie, thank you for the pool information. You're welcome, man. Ronnie does fuck in the pool and says... Yeah, it's good. Ocean pool doesn't stop him. Don't like the the beach, though. Don't like the beach. No, but you, but you like fucking in the ocean. And I got news for you. Don't fuck on the beach, Uh, dude. You can get sand in your crotch when you fuck on the beach. Yeah, well, I don't. Since Jaws, I don't like. uh, I put my feet down on the ground in the ocean. I don't want to because I don't want it to sink in. But Ronnie says, fuck it. It's, it's fabulous. There you go. How you do you no get more. into the ocean if you don't pe- put your feet on the ground? That's what I'm saying. I, I like I tiptoe, like, like I move real fast. <laughs> and then I like the whole time I'm in, I float around. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, yeah. Look how sexy I am to this song. Jump. Yes, it is a jump, jump song you like. Can you see me dancing? I do see you. <laughs> I could be on Dancing with the Stars. Look at this. You could, you could join BTS. <laughs> Look at me. They need those kind of moves. Look how sexual I am when I... My hip. Did you get a good any moves from LL Cool J? Because he was uh, thrusting and dancing last night. Meanwhile, did you see that guy's ass? Back in the day, LL Cool J was ripped. Oh my God, yes! Like his and he name, never L- wore a shirt. I saw him once at a an event, and he would stand outside, and he had this girl with him, and he had this big chain, and he'd wear a jacket but no shirt, and then he'd just stand there and pose. 
If I had a body like that, dude, I wouldn't wear a shirt either. I never would wear a shirt. That, when he was a young man, he was in some shape. And his name, it was kind of an obnoxious name. LL stood for, like, Ladies Love Cool J. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you don't say that, ladies. But, he, you know what? I bet the ladies did love him. <laughs> he was probably getting tons of He used to have a lady every time I saw him. I think he was in the ocean fucking every 10 minutes. <laughs> like Ronnie. Ronnie, big man in the ocean, huh? Wasn't that something? Oh, something every, every day. There isn't a place Ronnie doesn't have sex like that. <laughs> it's all he's got on his brain. <laughs> I love that guy. He's a one he's a one track mind guy. Focus. Jump up. That's what Jump that up. Focus. Such a great song, isn't it? Jump up. You know that jump around has been played at the start of the fourth quarter at every University of Wisconsin home football game since 1998. 80,000 people jump to this song and they shake the stadium. The fucking stadium shakes. But it is a great song. Didn't we have these guys on? Yeah, Cypress Hill. We had them on. I don't think it's Cypress Hill. This is no, no, no. I know what I'm thinking. DJ Muggs of Cypress Hill produced this. Uh, and this is House of Pain. No, this is, um, what's these guys' name? I'm spacing out. It's House of Pain, but Everlasting. House of Pain, right. Yeah. House of Everlasting we did have on is the guy. Yeah. That's what it was. But DJ Muggs, the guy from Cypress Hill, was the producer on this. And, man, they made beautiful music together. Uh, that is a killer song. And you know, it's so funny. I've tried to write a song. I should have just written Jump, Jump, Jump. Well, this is what I keep telling you. There are plenty of songs with one or two words in them. I know. We put too much into it. You always tell me to be like Bernie Taupin. I'm writing my whole life story in this song. <laughs> jump, Jump. Beautiful. Yeah, I forget the whole story on that, but you know, I'm at a, I have a dilemma now on our special Thanksgiving week shows. I got some time left in the show, you know. I don't want to. I don't want to give the people too much of a treat, you know. Really? But uh, I got a bunch of packages from Clean Out the Computer, which are pretty good that I've been sitting on for a while. I'm like a hen with our eggs. I've been sitting on this stuff for a while. <laughs> They're ready to, to hatch. <laughs> yeah, but I'm so tempted to just talk to Chris Wilding. I'm just trying to think what I want to do. Let's hear my thought process. Okay. Normally, you know, Chris is in Panama. He met a dude a couple of months ago, a doctor from Panama, and they've been, you know, blowing each other and fucking each other in the ass. And Chris doesn't like to get fucked in the ass, but he's so in love with this dude that he's All of a like sudden doing everything. He doesn't even care anymore. He's not a top. <laughs> so he's in Panama and he's with the boyfriend. He said airplane travel. He says, don't do it. He'll tell you about it if we go to him. Uh-huh. And he got there. He got explosive diarrhea. So how's he getting fucked in the ass? He says he's coming like three times a day. I don't know what's going on there. Do you want to hear about Chris fucking in Panama while he has diarrhea? Or do you want to hear the packages? I think I got to go to Chris. <laughs> now you're not telling me anything about the package. Yeah, well, you know the I packages think it just are good. Be on Chris. <laughs> I know. It's a tough decision because I do have some good packages, but I'll tell Hold on a second. Excuse me, Robin. Oh, Greta Thunberg, what can I do for you? How dare you? It doesn't matter.
matter what you do, the oceans will rise and this will all be over soon. <laughs> well, I got a choice here, Greta. I'm trying to think if I should talk to Chris with his explosive diarrhea in Panama while he's there with the romantic time with his boyfriend, or do I want to do the packages? You say it doesn't matter. I think it does matter. Blah, 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 packages. Who cares? <laughs> you should decide to plant a tree. Decide to stop climate change. That's what you should choose. What the do you want me to do? Rising. Go ahead. Give me. Tell me what I should talk about. I want you to get off the air and go and save a baby bird. Save the trees with your blah, blah, blah and your diarrhea and your pandemic and your blowing men blowing out of you. <laughs> Couldn't take it anymore. So annoying. Oh, my goodness. I got to hear about Chris. Yeah, I, even... I would imagine that you're, you're uh, selling it so hard because you really want to do that one. I'm just curious, like the poor bastard, he goes all the way to Panama with his boyfriend. Well, who told him to drink the water? What is giving him diarrhea? He thinks it's his uh. HIV pills, <laughs> you know, the pills he takes so he won't get HIV. But he doesn't know. It's they, probably some food he ate. Who knows? Or he's stressed out being yeah, away from it, America. It's generally water from a place you're not used to, the, the bacteria. Well, he How you doing, man? Drink the water. How bad's I'm your diarrhea? Fine. Is it it's getting any better? really bad. <laughs> No, I just shit, like, in the last segment I was in the toilet shitting. And I mean, like, pissing out of my ass. Let me ask you something. As yeah. a gay man. Oh, your yeah. Your boyfriend, you know, like, you don't get to see your boyfriend a lot. You're in love with this guy. You've explained it to I'm me. He so gets in love him. with him, by the way. I Like, oh, I'm yeah. really realizing on this trip, like, he brought me to an island on Saturday. I mean, this place, uh -oh. Panama is so beautiful. If he would have proposed to me, I would have said yes. I started. Jesus. I broke down in tears at the beauty of this place that he brought me to. And what is uh, this he's place? He's a really beautiful guy. He uh, went he, to, he he went to, to a, yeah, Isla Contadora. It's like an island with a hundred people. Let me ask you something. And uh, the beaches yeah. here in America are so beautiful. Uh, why is this beach so beautiful? More beautiful than a beach in America? Well, I think it was the build-up. Like I wasn't sure exactly where we were going. We go on this jalopy of a boat, and it's like all these like locals, like they're loading like chickens onto the boat, and I'm going, right. where the fuck is he taking me? And I go, how long is this boat ride? He goes, oh, he's uh, two, two hour, two and a half hour. I go, what the fuck? Ugh. We're going, the the water is raw. I mean, I don't get seasick, I but it. I was ready to throw up just doing that. And then oh, I don't know, man. Howard, we, all of a sudden you just, there's like this clearing and the most beautiful blue crystal water you've ever seen. You can see Dude, the fishes. Two and a half paradise. hours, two and a half hours on a boat. I'd fucking on a, kill on a jalopy on a, on a rickshaw in the water. <laughs> if you were my boyfriend, you wouldn't be on any boat. I'll tell you that. Listen, once we got, well, I wish I was. Once we got Absolutely. There, <laughs> I know you how to treat be a guy. Boyfriend, what is yeah. that I just missed? Hey, he <laughs> well, wants to be my boyfriend. I'm not That's an honest. idiot. <laughs> All right, he dumped that doctor in two seconds. <laughs> and don't think he doesn't think that. I get that speech. You would do whatever he tell you to do. I know you would do it. He's very powerful. Howard Stern. I know about him. I know. I know. So it's always a thing. So we let me yeah. let me back you up a little bit. You yeah. went to... Um, <laughs> I'm not backed yeah. up, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, Chris is such a... He's a nut. He had a chicken burger and, and a bunch of fries the night before, and then he got the diarrhea. 
Yeah. It could have been, you know, you eat, you eat like that in uh, Panama, you know, it's a whole different thing. But what are you drinking? I mean, because generally. Well, if we are drinking, he did convince me to drink the tap water, which I'm beginning uh, to think was a uh, <laughs> big mistake. You know, Wait. Can I tell you something, though? It's such a, and I do have to defend Panama because I thought the same way you did. No! It is such a modern, beautiful city that you feel like you could drink the tap water here. Right, yeah, no. but you you go not only agua uh, in a bottle, it's con gas, so you make sure it's not tap water. <laughs> yeah, wow. you know what it is? It's First of all, you know, anytime you go overseas, it's different water and different bacteria and all that kind of crap. Yeah. So you got to be careful. So you went on a plane to Panama. You said it's horrible. Yeah. What's so horrible about oh, it? Well, it's, I mean, everything's the worse than the pandemic. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, people were making fun of me uh, in the back office and also online because I had goggles over my glasses and I had double masks and N95. But, you know, the, flying, it's like Smart. pandemic flying, but with COVID. So mm. you have you have all these fucking people crowded in the airport, crowded in the plane, getting up, trying to leave the plane, going through the aisles. All these motherfuckers, they're all supposed to wear masks. They put them down by their nose. They put them down by their mask. They're on their phones screaming. It's droplets everywhere. Let me ask you I'm something. lucky. I was boosted. Yeah. Here you are, guy. You're, I admire you. Mm. You're smart. You go on a plane. You're wearing the goggles. Even though you look like, a, you look like fucking Poindexter with them goggles and you're wearing those... Right, and you're wearing a mask, and, I'm and you're being smart. freshly boosted, boosted as of two weeks the day I left. I timed so, it. So here's the deal. Yeah. Why the fuck would you drink the water? If you're so careful, you've got, <laughs> you're boosted. You've been, you've been the most paranoid, more paranoid than me during COVID. You go, with a, you go to Panama, and right away you're drinking the water? I mean, uh, he, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't I add up. I asked him. Uh, well, listen, when we went to that little island, I did not drink the water, and he told me don't drink the water. Right. We came here, and again, it. I hear what you're saying, but it all feels very modern. It all looks so beautiful. He goes, "Yeah, you can drink the drink the tap water." I drink the tap water. I don't God, know. I'm, I can't I'm trusting believe this you guy enough that. to fly here. I'm trusting this guy enough to fuck me in the ass. How's he fucking you, know? you in the ass? If you don't mind me uh, asking, but you got all this diarrhea. Well, <laughs> it's a very delicate procedure, and timing is is everything. So you're getting because fucked in the ass while you're in Panama with the explosive diarrhea? In between bouts. And I told him, I mean, you have to understand, this morning I had to chase him. We're in, we're in a hotel. I had to chase him out of the shower because I had to get in and shit. And Why, wait after, a second. Why are you in yeah. a hotel? Why are you guys not at his place? I thought you were going to get to get the full experience with this guy. What's he hiding? Well, it, he mm -hmm. may uh, still... Not currently living, but it, I know it. it's it's yeah, his ex-boyfriend's yeah, place. Ex-boyfriend's ex place, yeah. Dude, and he, he has a weird? new place and he's moving out, and it's very weird. Mm. You believe him, Howard? We almost broke up uh, broke up over it several times. I mean, this is like months ago. I found out. I I did. You know, I do all the detective work. I go through. If video, I found out I that through. Beth was still living with her ex-boyfriend, I would be a little shook. I get it. I was very shook, but and we little shook, about it, and Howard. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be kind here and not <laughs> blow up this whole relationship. You went all the way to Panama. You can't even stay at his place. You're in a hotel. I don't want to stay at his place. I don't want to be in that well, apartment. You, where no, that you want to, is. but he should have moved out already. Guy's he's a in the doctor. Process, he's 
He's got next time I'm here, he has his new place. He's he's I've seen the papers to his mm. new place. It's not bullshit. When's the next time you're going to be there? A year? No, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I'm hoping we can see each other next month. I don't know if I'll come here or where is he now? New York. He's at work. He's I mean, he's a doctor. I know. I'm just I want how to come he couldn't move out right away when they broke up. Why are they still living together? He's a doctor. Well, got plenty that's of money. where it gets murky as shit. And I don't I, you know, I don't want to get into what this guy was all about and what the situation is there. But I think, you know, I think hmm. there's a lot of control issues. All right. So let me understand something. <laughs> yeah. You get off the plane. This good looking mm-hmm. dude who you've been dating. What does he show up? He's just dressed like a normal guy. He's not wearing a speedo or anything yet, right? He doesn't show show up to the. Well, he came from work. I should hope he wasn't in a speedo at work. Uh, Yeah, I actually met him at the hotel because he was running late because of work. Okay. Um, You get in the room. Is he like mm -hmm. all over you within a second? Well, when I got to the room, I had some time. I showered. And, yeah, because uh, you stink yeah. from diarrhea. Oh no, you didn't have the diarrhea yet. No, Not I yet. just stunk yeah. from from the COVID plane. Right. So you showered well, yeah, up, got he, ready. Yeah, and he basically told me like like I I you know I want I want you ready. I want you on the bed. I want your ass you know up in the air with the lube. I want you ready. So, so you were all I, you're like a prep chicken. <laughs> you got like yeah. you cleaned up. You you put lube in your ass. Uh huh. You put. He, why, why doesn't he lube your ass when you? I mean, who wants to lay around with a lube there. in their ass? Well, yeah, but I I'm saying text me when you're in the <laughs> text me yeah, when right. you're in the lobby. <laughs> so you could lube your ass. So what'd you do? You shot yeah. some KY up your ass? Yeah, exactly. Wow. And what happened when he walks in? You're laying there naked on the bed uh, with lube with in your ass. ass? Up. Ass up. Ass up. Put, put pillows under God. your uh, torso <laughs> and lift yourself up so you're ready. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't that fancy, Robin. But you're I was a good presenting. man. Presenting. I love you're, him, and I feel very safe with him. You're a good man. You know. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know much he? about gay sex because you know how super heterosexual I am. I mean, <laughs> legend, uh, legendary, it's legendary. I'm considered <laughs> yeah. the most heterosexual man on the planet, but. Seems to me, if I was gay, and my boyfriend was like laying there with his ass up in the air, ready for me to enter. So, what's this guy do? Does he even like say anything, or he just rips his clothes off and sticks his dick in your ass? Well, he he had a new line I'd never heard him say, and it was like, like strangely polite. He goes, "May I introduce my cock?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, we've met before, but okay, if you insist." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I think I'm ready for it. I think." So, Is yeah, your asshole ready to meet my cock? Please. <laughs> invite my cock into your ass. I cannot yeah, come I... in unless you invite me. <laughs> <laughs> like a vampire. Oh, my God. Uh, so my so what does he do? He just sticks it right in like he can't wait? Well, I say we have a code. I go poquito, poquito. And that means just, you know, e- like the tip and just ease it in. Just ease yeah, I'm right. Because, you know. And I'm very pro condom. I always have been, but I do find that little tip, that little reservoir tip that hangs on the end of the condom, yeah. it can hurt you. It can sort of drag in a very sensitive area. So really, I, didn't know, yeah. I wouldn't know about that. I'm very heterosexual, so I wouldn't. I never know. know. <laughs> that's why I'm telling wow. you. Wow. <laughs> so that's why you have to be so careful because of that tip. Well, listen, I yeah. am not a bottom robin. I mean, I'm just not. This is all me. He's, do, he's doing it for the guy he loves. He's taking it in the ass. 
Good for you. But you're still keeping the condom on is what I'm asking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah. I did stop taking those pills because it was like I was getting morning sickness from them. I was (laughs) was throwing my guts up. No, really, over these pills, which I think if you take them every day as opposed to on demand. uh, Marion from Brooklyn wants to say something. Yeah, get used to them. Uh Uh-oh. Go ahead, Marion. Chris, where's your self-esteem? You really are getting fucked in the ass, you asshole. For all the bullshit you pull, you go to fucking Panama and your boyfriend's cheating on you? Calm as a bitch. I thought you had more more self-esteem. Oh, he didn't say that. You're being out of line. You're being out of line. You're being out of line. Why are you so wretched? It's not proven that the boyfriend is still with the uh, ex (laughs) Yeah, it's He's possible not. that uh, you can live with He's your ex not. and nothing's going on. As the a guy of doesn't fact, live there anymore. That's the thing. It's the, his place, but he doesn't live there anymore. Here's your Panamanian boyfriend calling from work. He misses you. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Jez. It's me. I, I doctor and stuff. I, hang on a second, please. You want fries with that? Okay, exercise. Jez, I don't cheat on Chris. I went to doctor school and everything. Hang on a second. No bail on burger, chicken right, These guys are trying to be you, funny. Can you fire that guy? I don't like him. <laughs> right. <laughs> can you get rid of him? So let me get this straight. Vicious. So the guy comes into the hotel, and he puts a little bit of his dick in your ass. And it's Poquito. explosive. Yeah, because you haven't seen each other in a while. It was, and then, it was I mean, incredible sex. And I will say, I am finally really? getting to a point. Where I understand what Ronnie's talking about with the shit up your ass and it and it increasing the orgasm. I've what? I've never experienced orgasms like this. I'm really getting into it. You're getting into having your a dick in your ass. There's something about coming with that sensation up your ass. I mean, Ronnie's preached it for years now, and he's right. right. It it gives you a much more powerful if it's done right, gives Man. you a much more powerful orgasm. Speaking like a man in love. So uh, now, how many times a day are you coming while you're in Panama? I'm curious. You're a young well, guy. Well, that's that Saturday going into the Sunday when we were on the island. Yeah. I mean, I must have come that morning like three or four times. And at one point, Jeez, he, in the morning. And he goes, yeah, and he goes, M-. and you have to understand, like we were in like, they were nice, but they were like huts. So you could hear everyone outside. They could hear everything inside. So he's literally covering my mouth as I'm, because I'm like, oh, I'm, 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 I've never come like this before. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like there's You're families me outside. You came three or four times in one morning? Oh, yeah. And at one point he looks at me. He goes, my God. Cosita is like a Duracell battery. That <laughs> laugh. <laughs> oh, it's it's it cut you a room that laugh. He does that in your you ear. Hear, huh? You hear it back in Jersey. Yeah, and when you're on the island, is he running around in a speedo? Well, the first day he put on trunks. Because he said, I feel the Speedo is a little too much. And it was. I mean, you could see every vein in his cock. Right. But the, I was posting pictures of him and everyone online. Oh, we want to see the Speedo. We want to see the Speedo, the Speedo, the Speedo. So I said, listen, I said, it's up to you. I don't make you uncomfortable, but I'd love to. If I can post a picture of you in the Speedo, I think it's going to make people happy. So he put on the Speedo. No kidding. This, God, is, uh, this is on your, uh, uh, what, on your Instagram or something or your Twitter? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, people are. Well, I'll tell you, when I, and this, this blew my mind. It's the power of this show. I was in the fucking security line at the Panama airport. And I think there was like a gay cruise coming through town or something. Yeah. All these old gay guys are like, oh my, and I have all the gear on. Chris? Oh my God, is Chris, is that you? Wow. Look, Alan, it's Chris. People were recognizing me in the fucking Panama security line. Uh-oh. Speaking of all gay guys, look who's here. George Takei. Hey, George. <laughs> oh, my. Just hearing all those stories reminds me of when Brad and I went to Latin America. Such an erotic, beautiful place. Mm. <laughs> yes, it yes. is. It's the well. most beautiful place for Alingus. It's <laughs> <laughs> bringing back memories. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I, I thank Brad. You. Brad, get our photo album. I want to see you and your young svelte musculature in the Latin <laughs> sun. He had such a tan. Well, I know you. I uh, you. <laughs> all right, all right. Thank you. Where did he go? I used the heavy door. Dungeon. <laughs> oh, I used the. It's like a vault you put him in. That's the door I use on Greta Thunberg, so we can't hear her yelling through the door. <laughs> so, so in terms of uh, this whole relationship, it's fascinating mm. to me. You're like even with diarr- explosive diarrhea, this guy wants to fuck you in the ass. He, do you he, ever have you know your? What? Do you ever have diarrhea? Care. He doesn't. Do you ever have diarrhea no. and then like you don't have time to shower and then and then he just fuck no. you in the ass? No. no. And I would not allow. I mean, <laughs> diarrhea is painful. It's very. Right. It's it's hard on the on the whole. I mean, is this your I'm ass like enough, on fire? Enough activity from him. And what honestly? This it, really this morning it just came right out of me. There was yesterday was worse because God bless the poor tech people behind the scenes. They were trying to do a test with me, and I was in the bathroom, and it was very messy and he come my, my boyfriend comes running in as i'm as this is happening he goes my god chris chris they're calling for you they're calling for you come come <laughs> i can't come <laughs> so i literally had to i walked out of the bathroom i had toilet paper on my ass and i'm walking to the computer here and i said i turned the mic off i said i turned the mic on i said guys can you please give me five minutes i'm literally i'm having an issue with my stomach and i, I can't do the test right now so mm. It's been, it, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, harrowing. Diarrhea is a real test of a relationship. If this guy's like walking in on you shitting and fucking, you know, he's into you, man. There's no question. He, it doesn't. I used to think when guys would talk about like their girlfriends were on a period and they'd go, that doesn't slow me down. I used to think, oh, mm. that's gross. But it's like that in the gay community with shit. I mean, it's, a, it's an occupational hazard. You, right. you, you move on from it, you have no choice. So you got, it sounds to me like you're not even getting that many blowjobs. You're just getting fucked in the ass. And, and Well, this and morning you... I did. This morning I did because obviously I had to get up for work. But the alarm, the, the alarm went off at 5, and right away, like, he hears that alarm, and it's hand on dick. Like, the hand goes right on my dick, and he starts, like, oh, my God, Cosita, he's angry. Oh, my God. So this whole, this whole thing starts. And he just starts blowing me right away, and I'm going, baby, you know, I got to get up. I got to get to work. Gotta get to work. Jesus. So he blows me. I finish. Then this motherfucker, he goes for the KY. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> First of all, I could feel my stomach rumbling. And I said, right. I have to work. I, I yeah. you know, I, I got to be in front of this computer screen at 6 a.m. 
Okay, I feel bad. I wanted to do just a little poquito, just a poquito, please. I said no, baby. So we'll see when he comes back, you know, later on because I have to, yeah. I'm flying back today. Oh, oh, is that right? I'm just hoping Party I'm over. cleared out. Yeah. Yeah, no one wants a guy on the plane. Yeah, you don't want diarrhea. Oh man, COVID and no, 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 no. But I'll say they take COVID so seriously here. I mean, everybody's wearing a mask inside, outside. Even on that jalopy of a boat. Believe it or not, yeah. I've been on some islands, man. Like when I take, I take my kids sometimes. You know, years ago when they were younger. Now they have boyfriends and stuff, but you know, and husbands. But. I used to take them to some of these islands and stuff. We have to take a little boat to an island where mm-hmm. you finally get to the fucking island, and then they feed you some half fucking chicken looking thing. Does it? It's disgusting. And, and like you know, the locals, ah, welcome to our island. And then you're waiting an hour for some shitty food and some fucking alcohol. And I was like, you know, what? I just don't want to be on good. a boat. But the kids liked it, so I did it for them. Hey, do you want to hear from Ralph? He wants to chime in about your gay relationship. Oh, I guess. Mm. <laughs> Is Ralph jealous? Hey, Ralph. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I got a feeling. <laughs> First off, uh, I know I, I, I 100% now know why Chris is sick. He posted a picture of this fish soup that he was eating there. I almost threw up, and I love fish soup. I mean, it was like it's this brown sludge. I, mm. That's why you got sick, Chris. Um, it was really good. Also, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, that's it. Um, also, I feel like he's doing too much for this guy. It's nice he's in love and all, but, well... You know, he hasn't left the house in two years, and then all of a sudden he's flying down to a third-world country. He, like, right. he was a top. Now he's a whiny power bottom. And <laughs> he's sort of putting whiny. up this. Well, it sounded like he had to cover your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moaning. Um, and he's putting up with this ex situation in, on some level, but, you know, whatever. You know, it's being dealt with or something. But I just feel like. You know, and then he's like, this guy's telling him to bring a dildo with him. And Well, you let know. me ask you something, Ralph. Oh, and thank God I didn't do that, by the way. They, we got to this island. The military comes out. They start going through people's bags, and it was not discreet. I'd be how in jail right now, I have no doubt. Dude, how is Panama on gay um, relationships? In other words, when you and your boyfriend are walking around, can you hold hands and stuff, or are people really homophobic? Um. I think Latin culture in general can be homophobic, but they're pr- right. again, it's a pretty modern city, and we're not throwing it in anyone's face. But I don't really do that in in New York or New Jersey. I mean, it, listen, for me, I'll never feel like you feel walking around with a woman holding a right. hand. Right, and I hate that. I'll never feel that way. I just won't. I feel you should. Um, Let me ask you something, though. Can't yeah. you, cause like, could you hold this guy's hand in Panama and walk around, or would you just get shit on? Yeah. No, I mean, we we were sort of canoodling and stuff on the beach, and no one really said anything. Again, we, we weren't up in people's face, and I was very mindful of it. I'm always mindful of it. But no, and I asked him before I came, I said, what's the situation? And he goes, it's basically don't ask, don't tell, you know? Right. You know what I hate? Because if I was a gay dude, yeah, I want to, like, I'd go over the top. I'd be, like, jamming my tongue would. down my man's face, you know, just to say, hey, fuck you guys. You know what I mean? You don't like it? Just watch, watch me. I'm gonna fuck this guy right now, right here on the beach. And they would cure you. Those you annoying gay they guys. would definitely cure you. Who would cure yeah, me? Right. No the people who have a problem with that. Yeah. But 
but let's get back you to the You act like dildo. people don't ha- think they have a right to go <laughs> beat the shit out of people for doing that. Hey, never mind that. Let's go back to... You, hey, Ralph, you think Chris's boyfriend is on the up and up with this uh, living in an apartment with another dude who he used to date? I think it's I, I, I know something about it, and I think it's understandable. And Chris is being understanding with it. And I'm saying there's certain, you know, there's one thing, two things, three things, four. Th- you know, it's like the dildo in all seriousness was a perfect example. It's like, hey, if you want to shove a dildo up my ass. You buy it. You expect me nah, to go buy you're it. wrong. You look at relationships well, the wrong way. Right. He, he, you know, why should he have to pack a dildo? This guy could yeah. have one there you guys, if he wanted him to have it. I, how high is the dildo issue? If I said to Beth, hey, honey, pick out a really great <laughs> vibrator and bring it out, you know, but, you know, in other words, you know, dealer's choice. Chris has got to <laughs> no, stick the dildo up his ass. Her. You're going to go uh, through the same embarrassment she does if her bag gets opened. But he, you know, this guy's, you know, Chris is coming down there. Get the dildo so you have it on hand. (laughs) Why? You got a whole fucking uh, rack of, uh, you got like a gun rack of uh, dildos. You you bring yours down. We'll have a party, Robin. Come on. Look, it's just a courtesy, (laughs) you know, like an armory. I'm not going to ask him to bring utensils. I'll have them here. You know, Robin has an armorer's license for dildos. (laughs) (laughs) You don't see her traveling with them, though. (laughs) That's right. That's right. She's a lady. Thank God I Don't didn't. forget it. Anyway. Did, did they open your bags there? They did, but I didn't have a dildo. I did have an enema bulb, and thank God they didn't find that because I think I'd be broadcasting from a jail on Isla, whatever. I like that Chris gets uh, relationship advice from Ralph. You want to be single and over 50, listen to Ralph. <laughs> to be fair. I have a niche. I have a niche. Ralph is... Yeah. Ralph has talked me down from a lot of situations with this guy where I've been like, you know, especially really? his boyfriend thing. Yeah, Ralph goes, he goes, fuck it. He goes, just enjoy yourself. Just go down there and fuck in the ex Oh, he just apartment. called he... to object when he's on the radio. Yeah, Ralph goes, no, he goes, he goes, I'll go down there and fuck him if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I'm Ralph, not hung do you up. Think... He... <laughs> Ralph, what do you think of uh, Chris's boyfriend in a Speedo? Do you think he's a good looking dude? Yeah, yeah, he's a good-looking guy. I mean, right? Yeah, uh, but mm-hmm. Chris is a good-looking guy too, and so that's why I'm like, mm. you know, he doesn't have to. Mm. He doesn't have to. Right. You know, do, <laughs> they're both interesting. What is he young doing guys. so much that you object to? I mean, I understand <laughs> the dildo thing, but what? Right, is anyway, anyway, Ralph, that's over uh, the I had enough, Ralph. All right, thank you, Ralph. I want to get back to my questions. Get but he, you know, he's acting like Chris is, you know, going like out of his position. way to please this guy. This is like First a gay all, deposition. You want my, you want my advice? Of always, getting relationship advice from Ralph is like getting <laughs> nutrition advice from Oprah. Okay, it ain't, it ain't gonna happen. Things ain't gonna turn out well. So that's true. Now. I'm just, I'm the only reason I'm asking about this is I'm very, very surprised. I would think when you got explosive diarrhea, Mm. you would have closed that door back there and just blown this dude and left it at that. But I'm really kind of taken with the fact that, you know, in between bouts of diarrhea, you're taking it in the ass. And, you know, well, that's a good man right there. It's nice to know you're really cleared out. And after (laughs) yesterday morning, I knew I was. Thick and span. So, in one sense, it was good. 
Right. Um, All right. But I said well, no this morning because of work and because I knew there was going to be a, a, a situation back there. So it's about timing, you know, give and take. All right. Well, there you go. That's my man, Chris Wilding. He's uh, having a high time in Panama. He's coming back to the United States today, but he's a man in love. And Good luck on the Thank you. Thank you for giving me, I'm going to get emotional, Good. a life where I can be with someone like this and, and be able to do this. And I'm sorry I'm here. I didn't know we were having shows today. And, um, you know, I wouldn't have scheduled this up here, but, but thank you for... Thank you for giving me a life where I can um, uh, be who I am and say what I want to say and also be with someone I love. I really appreciate it. Well, listen to me, bro. <laughs> Look at what you did, Howard. <laughs> but, I didn't know I did anything. You're like, but I'm back on that you, island. Let me tell you something. All this fucking, I, I'm, I'm emotional. <laughs> I appreciate what you just said, but you're my man. Uh-oh, he's drinking water again. <laughs> Uh-oh. Where's that water from? hydrated, Robin. Oh, fuck. Yeah, but is that sink water? <laughs> What the yes. fuck is wrong with you? Oh, you fucked up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Listen to, listen to me. First of all, stop drinking the water. Number one, I... Th number two, thank you for the nice words. I didn't do anything, but, uh, you know, you're one of my my brothers. We, we work together. I'm happy you found yeah. love. That's it. Thank you. That's all. That's all I want to say. Thank you. I you know, and I'm happy really for you and that dude. And I hope he's treating you well. Now you have something to celebrate on Thanksgiving. Yeah, if I was your well, man, I, I would say, "Listen, like a turkey. <laughs> you got diarrhea? Let me let me give that asshole a rest. We'll we'll find something else to do. I'll jerk you off. I'll blow you. I'll do something. But uh, all right. Yeah. But he, uh, you know, it's not like I'm just taking it and I don't like it. I I really began to enjoy no, it. Sounds it, like you like it. Orgasms I've been having are, I mean, are very explosive. Like the, how many like how many things. orgasms are you having a day? How old are you, by the way? I'm 33. Okay. And um, well, it depends. I mean, he wants it morning, noon, and night. So Jeez. at least three times a day. But like I said on Saturday, it was three or four. Mm. Um, by the oh, way, God. can we like figure out a way to turn off my mother's radio? Because she heard. <laughs> A lot of this last week. I wasn't even telling her I was coming down here, and now it's like I got her all involved with my sex life. And there's welcome to my nightmare, a way dude. To get rid of that. It is a nightmare. Well, I'll tell you what. <sighs> Sirius XM is. You must be. Are you paying for your mother's subscription? I think it's on mine. Which I, you know, when I started well, here, get I her off it. Be, just say, just know. say the yeah, company went control. out of business. <laughs> say the company went. Yeah, say the company. Do what I did. My parents used to listen to me on regular radio. I couldn't control that. Once, my, once Sirius XM started, I said they they, they don't uh, they don't come into your house. I'm sorry. I didn't get if that if I didn't get it for them, they wouldn't have it. They don't know how to do anything for themselves anymore. So they don't hear the show. I could. Me goofing around with my mother's voice, forget it. You think I want to hear her hocking right. me all day? I know. It would be insane. Awkward. It's very awkward. You know. What's with that impression you do of me? It doesn't <laughs> sound like me. I didn't say it did sound like you. This is Why are you doing that for? I mean, after this all. This what? What, what's that sound? I don't know. Where's that coming from? You? It's not coming from you? Not me. Somebody's fucking me up. He's been <laughs> a, a like day Spanish of crazy. Guy. I don't know what that was. 
Anyway. Good luck down there, man. Good luck on your flight back. And thank you. you know. I'm gonna. I did a. I did a. T- I brought little test kits too. You know, so every couple of days, I'll like. We were in bed the other night. He was. He started coughing. I said, "Okay, that's it. We're doing an antigen test. Get up, swabbed him. He was negative. So I'm trying to be safe. You know? Right. Yeah. Do your that's best. All I can do. Yeah. Those third world. Believe me, this is here is turning into a third world country because of the fucking morons we have living here. I swear Backwards. to you, I feel safer here with the COVID situation than there. I mean, we can That's eat outside dead. everywhere. Everyone has masks. Everyone, I met some of his friends, all boosted, you know? Yeah, it's a sad commentary on my country. This is my yeah. country. I got too many morons living here. We could be past a lot of you this know, COVID. You know, we're all about freedom, and so the morons got a uh, hold of the place. Now I'm not into freedom. <laughs> I used to be into freedom. Now I'm not anymore. It's a sad commentary. I don't feel good about what's going on in my country. I, I, I might have to run just to clean this fucking mess up. You should. Oh, I could clean it up in two seconds. I know. Just the way Biden got us out of Afghanistan, that quick I'm going to clean things up. Boom. Well, really, right people away. just need to be told what to do. That's all. And all they'll this, listen to me. Give them a choice is ridiculous. Well, that, that's they right. like Trump because he was like a daddy. He told them what to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's some daddy. Well, he was telling them that they were going to get everything they want. You know, he was the dad, the bad dad, who says, oh, yeah, you're going to get all the presents you want. Right. Well, look at this. I was reading this. I didn't even have time for this this morning. This is what? insane. All these actors who are leaving their jobs because they don't want to get vaccinated. It's crazy <laughs> because let me tell you something. I'm going to let you in on a secret. If you're an actor, it's really hard to get jobs. Unless you're like in the top, top echelon. Who are these actors? Okay. General Hospital star. Listen to this guy. Ingo Rademacher. Fired after opposing COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Is he crazy? Um, his insanity. Oh, yeah. I'm sure General Hospital is going to shut down now. I'm sure his agent's thrilled. Hey, uh, Ingo, is that you? <laughs> is that how you say your name? I, uh, Ing- I don't know who, who this guy sounds like. Yes, it's me, Ingo. What are you, insane? You quit your... You, how, oh, that's okay, Ingo. I got five other movie deals lined up for you. Everyone wants Ingo Rademacher in their uh, movies, unvaccinated. Uh, we're, don't worry about it. You're, you're in high demand, Ingo. Ingo Rademacher. Fired after a opposing... name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this guy's bankable. Once Ingo Rademacher is a lead in your movie, he he makes you millions. There are people willing to risk their life to go see an Ingo Rademacher film. He's smart. He got out of his contract with the General Hospital. Ingo Rademacher, you know, he's smart. Remember Arnold Schwarzenegger? He had name thing, too. No one thought he could be a top billing. Ingo Rademacher, he's the next Yeah, what, big was thing. General Hospital in the way of uh, something great yes. for him? So yes. this is a fantastic thing? That's right, miss. The offers are <laughs> coming in for this guy ever since he quit General <laughs> Hospital. It's unbelievable. And his name, it rolls right off the tongue, just like Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Ingo Rademacher, you watch out. That's it. All right, I'll look for him. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Ingo Rademacher just fucked himself over. He's going to be working at a Walmart next week. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, 
He's on his way now that he's free of that annoying steady work that he was getting <laughs> on General Hospital. Who needs steady pay. work? Right. The paycheck is ridiculous. It's over. Uh, it's overthought. People can't wait to see what Ingo is going to do next. Action film, romantic <laughs> film. He's sick of this TV bullshit. He wants film work. And that's that. That's right. You know what? Well, um, would you know he take a him? vaccine for, to do a film? He doesn't need a vaccine for a film. <laughs> He's Ingo Rademacher. You know what he said to me? At the very least, he could punch up scripts in Hollywood. No problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you. He's something else, this guy. He's got full confidence in his career. Ingo Rademacher. He right. is some actor. Well, good for him. He believes in himself. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. This guy, he's the Olivier of General Hospital. I'm telling <laughs> you right now. He was a good, good guy. He was on General Hospital for 25 years, and now he has no job. Wow. wow. You know, I know what you're thinking. It would be suicide. Career-wise, if he was a nobody, but he's yeah, Ingo Rademacher. When did he start on General Hospital? When he was three? That's right. Twenty-five years ago, <laughs> he was three years old. He was and let born me tell you set. something. He's the top Ingo in show business. He's the only <laughs> Ingo in show business. He can go by one name. <laughs> he sure. does. He's like Cher or uh, like Cher. Donna, right? <laughs> Hold on for a second. My wife's on the other line. Excuse me, honey. Yeah. What? Yeah, you want to? I'm talking on the radio about. You want to believe what this idiot Ingo did, but I'm trying to sell it to the public. Okay. I'll talk to you later. What? You have diarrhea. That's all right. I want you to lay down on the bed. For, excuse me one minute. I want you to lay down on the bed, ass up, and put some KY in that thing. All right? I'm working my ass off here, and I want to have some good times when I get home. And then I'll fuck you in the ocean. All right, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah. Ingo is the next big... Are you guys still there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Ingo is the next big thing. I'm telling you. Smart man. Fuck the vaccine. Look, all you have to do is prove it. Right? The proof is in the pudding. That's right. What does that mean? Where's the pudding? <laughs> Where's the pudding, baby? It's in Chris's asshole. Uh, I'll tell you something. Look at this. An offer just came in for Ringo. It's a, a commercial it? for him to promote tap water in Panama. I told you. <laughs> this kid's on fire. Very safe. Um, then there's some other guy here. Oh, another big exit. Rockmond Dunbar is leaving the show 911 over a wow. vaccine mandate. Rockmond Dunbar, whoever I the guess fuck that show's that is. over. Yeah, I hope I hope both these guys never work again. Who's looking for these guys? Meanwhile, so, George Clooney probably vaccinated. Tom Cruise of course. probably vaccinated. You know? Absolutely. Although Tom Cruise, who knows with him? No, no, no. I'm Tom Cruise will shut that. down a set. Don't you remember that outburst? All right. Because people were walking through and not observing the uh, protocols. Right. Right, right, right. Oh. 
Oh, there's a lot of anti-vaxxers. They could start their own anti-vaxxer network. Yeah, maybe they'll start their own movie company yeah. or, or production no, company. Absolutely. Chip no books. vaccines, no masks. They don't even allow Band-Aids on the set. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> no Everything's doctors. Out. No if doctors. something happens, we call Joe Rogan. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Ingo just got a job on the anti-vax network with Emilio Estevez. Yeah. The two of them are together. It's great. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't have any more examples, but, you know, you get the idea. It's crazy. Yes. Well, you know, there was a, a hospital that shut their emergency room because so many of the nurses refused to get vaccines. So they just shut down the emergency room. They were like, we're not going to be held hostage by people who don't want to follow the rules. And so they shut down and said, it'll be a while before we can get some qualified staff and we'll reopen when we do. Hey, Joe, you're on the air in Illinois. What's up? Hey, Howard. Hey, Robin. Hey, now, buddy. Hey, hey uh, I'm trying to get my day started, and this gay-ass-fucking story, I'm, I'm getting, like, sick to my stomach. You got to stop, man. <laughs> well, hey, look, man, it's Roll sexuality. Up. Well, you had Ronnie fucking in the ocean. That's got to turn you on as a heterosexual man. I mean, thought of Ronnie standing in the ocean with his young fiance uh, fucking. Fucking is just good to yeah, talk about. Okay. Whether it's gay that's fucking, fine. heterosexual fucking, it's just fucking. It's it's, it's the funniest that, thing we do. Maybe it was just being. because you I know, guess so. I'm very hetero. Yeah, don't get uptight. Yeah, don't be uptight. I won't. All right, man. Go <laughs> back. Guys, He's very right, hetero. Just cool it down a little. All right, we'll we'll, we'll cool it down tomorrow. Bye bye, Joe. Can't handle your ass fucking. I love stories. these guys. I'm very hetero. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. I, I threw up three times in my mouth when Chris was right. talking they about it. Right. They don't mind telling you all the fucking they're doing. <laughs> Maybe that's offensive to other people. Well, one of the gay guys in the lineup said, you know, you got, he said, you got to tell Howard to cool it with the pussy talk. We want to hear about this. So everyone <laughs> yeah, has I'm an trying, opinion. <laughs> I'm trying to please everyone. You should. All you go. All these guys, all they want to hear about is pussy. I'm trying to get a little ass-fucking in there with, with men. And this is an equal um, opportunity show. Absolutely, Robin. You know that. Ralph uh, Sorella. Oh, Ra you're back? I thought I hung yeah, up yeah, on you. Yeah, yeah, ass-fucking. I don't want to hear about this stuff. I, I know. I Ralph Murray's straight. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris, Chris, Ralph's saying try to be less gay if you could. Yeah. Well, we don't really, yeah, we, we've stopped talking over this. It's terrible. Right. All right, Ralph, uh, what do you want? This has been bothering me since yesterday uh, when J.D. was talking about doing mushrooms. This, you maybe you don't want to take relationship advice from me, but drug advice, I'm stellar. He, the, these are a psychedelic. It can go horribly wrong. You can easily get a sensory overload. I've done them, and I've had a bad time with them. I don't. I hadn't done them a lot. You know, every once in a while, I do them like once a year. I haven't done them in years. But also, like he's talking about microdosing, and if he's giving it that much thought, just go to a fucking doctor and get medication to change your personality or something. Well, you know, first of all, I'm going to say a couple it. of things to you. Alright? Mm. Ralph shouldn't do drugs. That's number one. Because Ralph's always getting sick from drugs. And he should not. And when he's even when he drinks, he's obnoxious. I love Ralph, but he's a douchebag when he's high. <laughs> he, he does dumb fucking stuff. I'm not going to go into him throwing up carrots in my fucking washing machine when he was high. All right, stop it. Let it go. Okay. I'm trying so to give some he, advice here. So, Well, you're right. 
and you had your years. I don't know about now, but he, you know, with the ecstasy and everything else. Don't do any of and, that. Uh, good, because I think it fucked you up, honestly. Whatever you were doing, yeah, yeah, you were being wacky. Now, as yeah, far as okay. JD goes, when I met JD, he wouldn't even be in the room with someone if they were smoking weed. He didn't drink. He wouldn't drink. He didn't want to be around alcohol. Now he's drinking, he's doing weed, and now he's ready to dive into the mushrooms. Who's influencing like him? Who? Who's doing this? Start looking for the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. It's just. I'll tell you what's going on. He's a nervous guy. He's awkward socially. And he's trying to find the lubricant, if you will, that will make him into a normal guy. Like he's waiting for. Who was that famous story? Cinderella or one of them? Who, you know, tried on a slipper and it turned her into some kind of princess. He's looking for the slipper. You know what I mean? He's trying to find an answer for all the awkwardness. And there is no answer. The answer is... No, there's no magic pill. There's no magic pill. You want to do a little weed? Okay. I mean, I had to spend a fucking month teaching this guy how to light a lighter. He couldn't light a lighter. That's how uncoordinated he is. That was the best. I mean, this kid, he's like, he's like if I had a son who had special problems. And so now... He's but thinking, you would go get him some help, I would hope. Yeah, but he's, you know, you know, he doesn't know from help. He doesn't know from turning to other people. I don't know where he was raised like a farm animal. This kid doesn't even know how to turn to anybody. So uh, he, he go to a shrink? And then of course, shrink he, but he's too uptight. I don't want, first of all, it costs too much money. Second of all, I don't know my wife. And Ooh. third of all, I'm doing just fine. I'm just doing fine. You know, so what he's doing, I agree with Ralph. He should not be doing shrooms. I advise him not to. It's not going to change him, and he's not going to suddenly become, you know, George Clooney. uh, Or or even like a, a, you know, a great orator. And when you talk about (laughs) microdosing, that means you're kind of doing it on a regular basis. You're taking a little bit here and there. and and, Yeah, you're trying to stay high all the time. Right. He's talking, you know, he's trying. J.D., where are you? I don't like talking behind your back. Get in here. All right here. I was waiting, you know, I don't know. I have nothing to add. I have nothing to add. Well, I'm listening. What, I'm listening where are you at with the advice. shroom discussion? I got a feeling you, you already purchased them. You're going to do them. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, I purchased them. Uh, but, yeah, I'm still. Uh, it's there just in case I ever feel. Uh, ready or confident enough to to do it right right now? Let me ask um, you something. Yes. First, I got two questions. One of them is Chris's question. Who's giving you all this advice? You know, with shrooms. Who's 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 your guy that you're turning I think to? I with know. <laughs> Who do you think it is? Chris? I think I know. It's, it's, I'm not going to say. Jason, very bad person. <laughs> oh. I Who know is that? Yeah. It's actually multiple uh, sources, and just you know, you hear things from. Uh, what do you hear? Different people. What do you hear? That, that psilocybin has helped them, and uh, you know, you can. Uh, it's but what they're referring it can be to. Nice to do, and you know, and it, go ahead. They're referring to the fact that some doctors now are finding the proper dosage, and they're treating patients. And you know, I, I don't know too much about it, but they're treating patients with psychedelics. Now, here's my advice to you. You don't know that for a fact, Howard. 
I would like to know who those people are so I could know whether they're okay or not. You know, these could be total messes who are yeah, well, to the that they would for help. I know these people, and they are total yeah. messes. You're not wrong. <laughs> yes. There's no now, J.D., what are you looking for? What are you hoping will happen? What do you want to see changed in you that you it's think not, mushrooms are going to change? Not necessarily, it's not necessarily changing me. It's more just like, you know, uh, uh, having a glass you of feel wine. Awkward you, know, something you feel like awkward? <laughs> you feel awkward inside? Oh, yeah, oh, all the time, yeah, of course. Right. So you think just, you're going to take shrooms and that's going to straighten you out? It's not that it'll straighten me out. It'll just feel, it could be a nice feeling for a brief moment, and that's... You know, or terrifying. That well, that that is very true. Hence why I haven't done it yet. You know, I I was getting uh I was getting messages from people saying uh you know yeah it can be great for you and whatever, but also you know someone said that it caused them to shave all the hair on their head off their off their head. <laughs> so well, that wouldn't be bad for you. <laughs> hey, hey, Jimmy, do what's it. Your best case? <laughs> JD, what's your best case scenario? You think like you're going to do mushrooms and it's going to feel like what? It'll, it'll, it'll feel like, after, you know, uh, a glass or two of wine or something where, you know, you just, you're, it's no, not, why not have a glass of wine? Mushrooms aren't like right. that. You, well, it, that's, it's a psychedelic. The wine turns into a monster and tries to eat you. It's, it's not like a mellow out kind of uh, drug at all. Here's, <laughs> well, wrong if, if you, you want me to weigh in, overload. here's the danger with psychedelics. I did psychedelics. I've done shrooms, I've done, I've done mescaline, and I've done acid. And here's the thing. If you get the right dose of acid, you can have a reasonably good experience. You know, it's kind of trippy and fun. You get the wrong dose of acid, you'll lose your mind. I, I, I had a horrible experience. I, I can't even explain to you what happened to me. I took four hits of blotter acid, and I fucked myself royally. I am so thankful to God that I survived that i was going insane and somehow i came back i mean i and there are people who you know noted people who have taken acid and they and they never come back they oh, yeah. damage oh damage themselves the guy the so, guy from pink floyd uh what's his yeah. name i forget his name sid barrett that that yeah sid barrett that yeah. story well i was sid hell barrett out, so. i was sid barrett you can ask my buddy dr lou it was bad you know do you and think, so, though, it unlocks something in you that's given you this talent. Yes. That it, that no. It opens something. No. It unlocked something horrible in me. I don't remember having OCD or anything like that until I did acid. Acid changed my brain chemistry. I am not happy about it. It was a dumbass move. It was stupid. I should. It's the same as taking a gun and putting it to your head. That's how bad that shit can be. But having said that, being the stupid ass I was. I went and took acid again after that. I'd sworn it off, but I, you know, it, it was an unusual circumstance. 2001 Space Odyssey had come out, and I had to see it on acid. Well, so, I remember the story. <laughs> that's right. This time I went. Why I took did you proper... have to see it on acid? What, what kind of question is that? Who didn't want to see that movie on acid? Sounds good to me. <laughs> I mean, come on, Robin. So I, uh, uh, I went to the theater, but I, this time I had the proper dose. I took half. A, I took a half of a hit, a half of a hit, and I had an amazing experience. Now, uh, <laughs> I I didn't see the movie. I just saw the ceiling dripping the whole time. <laughs> I've never seen that actual movie. I remember at one point they go, Dave, and I had a friend. 
They go, Dave, Dave. I have a friend named Dave who was sitting in the audience. He was under the chair because he thought the movie was talking to him. And I'm just staring at the ceiling. I had no awareness of any of this. From what I've been told is the whole audience was on acid. You know? And how old were you, Howard? I was, uh, I want to say, 18, 19. Yeah, yeah, that's the time to experiment, too. I mean, J.D., I think you missed the boat on experimenting. You're a little well, bit, I'm glad you got to that point. I want to say to the kids out there, there's nothing glamorous about this thing. When you take the wrong dosage, that's the fucking problem. There's, oh, no, yeah. directions. there's no directions on the side of the package. And for someone who is mentally, I don't want to say mentally unstable, but someone as mentally, um, let's say, corrupt <laughs> as JD. Special? Spe- someone who's special. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah. He's special. I think you've got a delicate brain balance, and I don't think it's going to lead to anything good, and I don't think you're getting the proper dosage, and I would stare clear. You want to do a little weed? I ain't going to tell you no. You want to drink a little? I ain't going to tell you no, but nothing in excess, especially you. Oh, I, I, yeah, I get it. You know what's stopped I, me from doing all these things? I was a teenager working in a hospital, ah, and uh, one day they smart. brought in a guy who had pulled out his eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because he was on a Jesus bad Christ. trip and he never, ever, ever was right again. Yeah. Picture, picture, picture JD without eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to really be impressive. I, I lost my eyeball and I took some shrooms. <laughs> I'm not whatever. saying that's a definite that it's going to happen, but it's not. No, worth but the he risk. didn't know that when he took that's whatever right. he took. He didn't know what was going to happen. I agree. And he he wound up in a mental institution. He yeah. never came back. I I uh, I ate my eyeballs like a dumbass. <laughs> um, I did our shrooms, and my whole job is to watch TV. So now I'm unemployed. <laughs> So that cured <laughs> me. I was like, I never want to hear about any of that stuff. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying guy. this to be mean, but JD's barely hanging by a thread as it is. I don't need. Yeah, this we don't know which way it'll tip you. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I don't yeah. either. So that's. I heard a. I heard a story about JD. I'm not going to say who told me, but JD said he was interested in trying LSD if he could get a hotel room in Montauk to do it. So he's got nutty what? ideas. Mont- he wants to sit in I Montauk. Didn't say that. <laughs> yes, you did. What? <laughs> yeah, it's what I heard. I heard that. I must have been high when I said that. I don't know yeah. if I said See, that. Yeah, you're, you're already high. a mess. You don't even know what you're saying. Hey, I guess I, not. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, uh, oh, on our phone, you guys will love this. This is good. This is JD from the future after he does shrooms. <laughs> so we're going to find out what happened. Here we go. Is this JD from the future? Howard, you won't believe it. The shrooms were amazing. It cured all of my anxieties. I feel calm. I feel happy. Everybody should take psilocybin. Well, you even speak clearly now. It's amazing. Howard, I stopped mumbling. It's like I woke up from a 40-year coma. I woke up. I noticed these (laughs) baseball cards and peanut butter and spoons. I threw it all out, and my life is so much better. You need to take wow. psilocybin. It's it has excellent qualities. And I don't hear the goofy voice, like the laugh that's inappropriate. I don't, uh, you know. It, and how do you look? I bet you look handsome. How would I have six pack abs now? And I've had eloquence <laughs> in my speaking ever since I took the mushrooms. I listen to old tapes of myself, 
and I'm amazed at the, the mumbling and the noises that I made. It is horrible. J.D. from the future, <laughs> do you want to speak to J.D. from the past right now? Yes, J.D. from the past, take the shrooms as quickly as possible. You have J.D., I'm sure, you, I'm sure you have a lot of questions. Talk to your future self. I'll get right on that. Yeah, how am I happier? Am I, uh, uh, I don't know, how, how are things for me, I guess? I don't know. You are a million <laughs> times happier. The depression, the anxiety disorders, they're all gone, J.D. I barely even watch TV anymore. It was such a waste of time. Throw out the TV. Oh, it's not a waste of time. <laughs> turn off. Turn off. And and I, I understand you have your own show now. You don't even work for Howard anymore. You have your own show, and you um, and 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 you're uh, making uh, seventeen figures. <laughs> yes, me and, and yeah. Jeff Bezos are competing for the most money, and I stopped snorting too. I listened to old clips of myself, and I was snorting like a pig, Howard. Before the mushrooms, it was disgusting. I got to tell you something. <laughs> In terms of my 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 attitude, I like JD from the past better for the radio show. It's funnier to listen to. Him. Yeah, this guy wouldn't work out at all. Yeah. No, you, you can't be on my show. Yeah, JD, I don't want you taking these shrooms. Don't listen. To <laughs> it will lose you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank well, you, that's JD. Fine for you, because Ryan Seacrest and I just created a new production company. We're building a rocket and going to space, so we're fine. JD, get on those mushrooms. You need them, pal. <laughs> Do you still eat stovetop stuffing and have individual foods that you eat one at a time? <laughs> stovetop stuffing? Oh, please. Vegetables, right. Howard. Vegetables are what you here. need for a strain. Wow. 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 Wow, JD. What a change. I don't like me in the future. I don't either. You know, also, You're a snob, Howard, it sounds it, like. It, sound like an asshole. It, it, if JD like does mushrooms and it goes well, that's still not a good <laughs> situation because then he'll start doing them all the time. You well, know what the I mean? fans, the, the I know. I Ralph, I wouldn't even go that far. I, you know, I don't. No, really you would abuse do, them. I would you know, know what you'll do. I don't do. I, know I don't what, do wheat. I don't do wheat no. or gummies hardly at all anymore. Uh, I know what you do. I seen you when you drink. You drink excessive. You I, drink I a drink. lot. Yeah. Sometimes, you, yes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and you were just saying, if I have, you know, if it makes you happy, you're going to go chasing that. Here's how the audience feels. JD should totally do mushrooms. I would love to trip with him. Hearing him snort while I'm tripping my balls off would be a real treat. Again, bad idea. I yeah, think JD, for his entertainment, you should get that. Yeah. I think JD taking shrooms is a great idea. For me, they changed my perspective. I know it sounds hippy-dippy, but they made me more empath empathic and appreciative of the simple things. Some fans disagree. I think JD should stop taking edibles and never try LSD. They did nothing but make me extremely anxious and depressed. Exactly. I was depressed from, I think I'm still depressed from that LSD. <laughs> For a guy like JD, drugs are probably going to make his paranoia worse. Drugs are the easy way out, but catch up to you in the long run. He should exercise, do yoga, or even speak to a therapist. I agree. A hundred percent. I wish I had written that letter. In fact, are you doing the marathon? You're doing a little race or something? I heard. I'm uh, doing a 5K on uh, Thanksgiving. So, but you're not running. Yeah. Uh, no, I might do a little running, but no, it's. I mean, I'm. I'm going to pull a Benji. I'm going to walk probably most of it. So, walk well, how did that come to pass? Uh, my wife was doing it, and uh, I think 
Uh, I kind of been wanting to do one, and then Benji did the marathon, and it just I don't know. It kind of I guess it inspired me. No, no, he could do it. You're gonna walk? <laughs> Why don't you start doing a little jogging? His wife will be finished before yeah. he yeah, starts. Yeah, I'm gonna do a little jogging. I'm gonna go sure, you're a young guy, man. Let me tell you, I did five Ks. How old are you now? Forty-one. <laughs> the forty-one, I, I forty-six. I did a five K, and I did it. I finished it really quick. I was doing like seven minute miles. Well, oh, I don't know if I can do that, but I'll try. Seven and a half, maybe. Sometimes. Do you run, with JD? A bunch of... No, I, I do walks, but no, I don't. I does he look really like a guy who runs? <laughs> Why don't you, got, you go he, running, JD? Get yourself in shape and then do a real marathon, not a walk. I, 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 I'm not big on running. I think it, makes, it messes with your knees a little too much. So that's what but I'm. You'll do shrooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would rather mess with his brain than his knees. JD, I don't know what's going on, but there's a guy on the phone. He claims to be JD from the future. Past that guy on shrooms. Let me see what's <laughs> oh, going God. on. This is JD from the future. Even more into the future. Go ahead. Uh, uh, that guy was an imposter. I'm on all the drugs, meth, heroin, GCP, <laughs> salvia. I love my life. JD, take that bag of shrooms, eat them all. Go into your go into your kitchen and get the bath salts and eat those too, man. I throw yeah, JD. You see, in the future, you turn into a drug addict. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. Degenerate. Eat your eyes. You're gonna rip your eyes out like Robin's friend. <laughs> Yeah, I like JD and that J, poor JD. He's gonna his wife's gonna be in the race with him, and she's up there running with the elite athletes, and they're all ripped, you know. And then JD's in the back. <laughs> she's at home. Yeah, she won't even see him. She's at, him. She'll she'll at a restaurant she'll re- relaxing with all the elite athletes. <laughs> That's why she's at J- brunch. <laughs> JD's belly is jiggling as he walks. <laughs> Tits, his tits are moving, his belly's jiggling. Uh, his, and know. a 5K knees, I can't run. is a little more than three miles. Come on, guys. I know what it is. Run the whole thing. What's the point? Oh, you can't run uh, three miles? No, he's got to build up. You can't just go running. But he's, he should, you know, he's been thinking about doing this, but doing nothing to prepare for it. That's yeah, well, this, I yeah this, I sort of agreed to do it like a week ago. So. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still trying to decide whether to do my shrooms. I can't do both. Well, Shroom. your wife realizes she won't be running with you. Oh, okay. Anyway, J.D., oh, yes. I know you don't listen to me all the time, but I'm telling you, stay away from the psychedelics. I don't think they're for you. I, I am leaning more towards you. Good. So, Good. yes. You don't need it. And you know, J.D., that when you start to exercise and really move your body, you can get an endorphin high. Oh, I, I'm I'm well aware Try of that. that I, I, I have here and there. <laughs> right, I ain't gonna bullshit you. I've done the endorphin thing too. There's no high. <laughs> I've been high. Let me tell you. The ceiling's not uh, dripping from endorphins. No, no, no. That that's all bullshit. I'm gonna I'm gonna be upfront with you. No, I get charged up when I go running. It, it, it clears your head. It feels really good. And you do sort of get a little bit of a high. You know when you get a real high? you got to go to work, and then you'll really get a high. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. All right, listen, Ralph, thanks for the tips. J.D., God bless. I, I hope you listen Thank to you. me and listen to Ralph about the shrooms. Chris, safe travels back from Panama. Yes. And uh, Robin. It's always you and me at the end. There it is. Sitting here staring well, at Well, my other. friend, it's Thanksgiving. 
And I wish you the happiest of Thanksgivings. Well, isn't that nice? Thank you. A and very I wish special the same and wonderful you. holiday to you. Yes. And what do you think? Well, who cares? I know what you're thankful for. <laughs> thankful for me, of course. Of course. Yeah, right. Every day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank well, you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was supposed to uh, empty out the computer, but the computer is as full as ever. That's right. Not one thing mm. was removed. Yeah. Oh, there's what? so many people on the phone with this guy belongs to a mushroom church and he wants to invite JD to hang and trip a church. <laughs> JD shrooms that will change him and make him more comfortable. This guy says Panama, it's a beautiful modern country. Well, there you go. Everyone. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I can't listen. We're going to leave. It's getting late in the day. I got, I got some commitments. Can't sit here all day with people. Sorry, Robin. But we did two special shows this week. Don't ask Fuck for yeah. so much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting obnoxious with all your needs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a good Thanksgiving. We all love you here. And uh, I certainly love you. And I know Happy Robin Happy Thanksgiving does. to one and all. One and all. See you next time.